0: got to go to a break. uh, uh, Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Sunday, September 30th, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 448.
1: This is No Agenda.
0: Celebrating Carmageddon 2 here in Los Angeles. In the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I've
2: never even heard of Carmageddon 1. I'm John C. Dvorak. And
3: it's Craig Bottom Buzzkill
2: in the
0: morning. Yes, you remember Carmageddon. We had a whole conversation about it. What was it? Remember when they closed the 405 and uh, everyone was like, oh, it's going to be the worst thing ever in the whole world. It's going to be it's going to be scary. And of course, it was all just so all the cops could get overtime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they have Carmageddon 2 this weekend. Overtime 2. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Overtime 2. And let me say. A very happy National Cybersecurity Awareness Month to you, John C. Dvorak. Yeah, happy awareness to you, too. No, no, it's National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Yeah, that's what I said. No, you didn't say that. And please say it again. National Cybersecurity Awareness
2: Month. National Cybersecurity, uh, National Cybersecurity Awareness Month.
0: That's, Squirrel. Right. <laughs> that's right. We are celebrating uh, by presidential proclama- proclamation, of course, it doesn't really start until uh, until tomorrow, but I figure most. Oh, coincidentally with Oracle World. Oh, really? Oh, I wonder if there's any connection. Oh, there, I you know, there's almost like no connections anywhere. I mean, it just Oracle makes no sense, man. <laughs> it makes no sense. I mean, there's no way we would have like
4: I don't know. Cyber attacks for National Cybersecurity Awareness Month? This Thursday, we're going to tell you more about that in a bit, but we begin tonight with cyber warfare. Woo! The most extensive attack on American banks ever.
0: I, I might remind you this is uh, George Stephanopoulos, and this is ABC News, who, of course, are the most compromised news organization uh, in the universe. And uh they I you know, it just might be coincidence that they have this report during National Cybersecurity Awareness Month.
4: Launch from the Middle East happening right now. Citigroup, JP Morgan Chase
0: That's a bumper sticker, isn't it? <laughs> launch from, to the Middle East! Launched from
2: the Middle East <laughs> happening right now. That's right, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like one of those kicker lines for some sleazy online web show. <laughs> well, yeah, if you see this from the Middle East online right now. <sighs> That's right,
0: 30,000 nitro bun burning funny cars. So, so we're
4: going to tell you more about that in a bit, but we begin tonight with cyber warfare. The most extensive attack on American banks ever, launched from the Middle East, happening right now. Citigroup, Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank and today, PNC. America's biggest banks, with millions of American families locked out of their accounts online. So what does it mean for your money? Who's behind it? How long has it been happening? Officials across the government are tracking the attacks, working to keep them from becoming financial nightmares.
0: So, um, before we continue with this report, uh, this is uh, obvious psychological warfare uh, on the American people. And, And is the PNC Bank, is that a big bank? I'm not familiar never with it. I've PNC never heard of the PNC Um, So I want you to listen to the voiceover, which uh, accompanies this package, which uh, George has just led us into, and listen to the stressful quality of the voice, uh, urging you that this is clearly an attack on our cyber infrastructure.
4: ABC Senior Justice Correspondent Pierre Thomas starts us off. Tonight, the
1: financial and banking industry is on high alert as a massive cyber attack remains underway. Potentially millions of customers trying to bank online this week blocked. But not now, potentially millions of customers. Not saying it's just happening, you know, just uh, potentially. Among the targets, Bank of America, PNC,
5: and Wells Fargo. There, there is an elevated level of, of threat. There's, there's, the threat is now high.
1: Sources tell ABC News it's a denial-of-service attack where hackers from the Middle East have secretly commandeered thousands of computers worldwide. <laughs> now,
0: for those of you who don't know anything about a denial-of-service attack, um, the whole beauty point, beauty of of a denial-of-service attack is you... You can't pinpoint an origin because it comes from uh, thousands, tens, or sometimes hundreds of thousands of uh, uh, compromised uh, home-based PCs around the world. So for them to blanketly state, uh, you know, this is, of course, coming from the Middle East, and I think they pretty much mean Iran by that, is uh, is false. Would you agree, uh, cyber expert John C. Dvorak? I'd actually call it
1: a lie. No, oh, okay. Thank you. Those computers or zombies have... <laughs> zombies? ...overwhelmed bank websites with a barrage of electronic traffic. Different banks have been targeted on different days. Today it was PNC's turn. We tried for three hours to get on PNC's website, but we couldn't get through. <laughs> this I love that little
0: insert. We tried to, for hours to get through the PNC. Are you clipping your nails again?
1: No. What are you doing? I was opening something. Mm-hmm. On Facebook today, frustrated customers. Cynthia Shrim wrote, trying to pay bills. This is ridiculous. Now listen to the, these. Of course,
0: are uh, you know when you when you are reading something from Facebook, uh, obviously. Uh, it's true, and these are you know so- these are real sourced comments, and this could not, in any
1: stretch of the imagination, uh, be planted comments like this one. Stacy Briggs Gerlock posted. Hopefully, it can be up soon. Never realized how dependent I am on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother! <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. A group of hackers calling themselves Izzedine al Qassam warned the financial industry it was going to attack in retaliation for that controversial film that sparked outrage in the Muslim world.
0: Oh, okay, let's throw that in real quick because, of course, you know, it's all because of the... Uh innocence of uh of uh mo- of uh
1: what is it of
0: islam video no, no work yeah right yeah that, right. That. okay this is great so,
1: nobody has seen yeah the scary thing is that even with the warning the attack could not be stopped the Woo! threats are getting oh, no, increasingly no. Now, now listen who's this oh no mr
6: bill oh
0: no <laughs> be quiet because you gotta you gotta tell me who this who they brought into this report hold on let me roll it back a second here increasingly sophisticated
1: U.S. suspects hackers in Iran may be involved this is the first time that we know about where a Middle Eastern entity do you recognize the voice is that that
0: bonehead Clark yes (laughs) yeah they bring in Richard Clark the, that
2: the, guy's in. They always bring him in. What does he know about anything? Well,
0: he's a shill. He, doesn't, he's he, a
2: total ex-spooks shill. And and he he's a consultant for the... Uh, yeah, for he's got a book he wrote, supposedly. He's a big genius about this. Yeah, heaven forbid we actually ask a true... You know, somebody actually knows anything. This guy came along. I'd like to sit, sit him down and start questioning him about things. Where's the power switch on the PC? <laughs> I
0: mean, that level. Oh, you mean stuff like what is It's .dot .msi file?
1: There you go. Perhaps uh. Absol- Middle Eastern government has attacked websites of critical infrastructure in the United States. The hackers have not been able to steal any money in these attacks or disrupt financial markets. But authorities fear the next generation of wide-scale cyber assaults could be far more devastating. Oh! And if they get in... Inside the banks, they can move money around and cause financial chaos. Okay, so no, so now we've gone from a, shut
0: it down. We've gone from a denial of service attack to them getting inside the banks and moving money around. Uh, that is quite a stretch, by the way.
2: <laughs> Very much. Yeah, sending out a bunch of zombie bots to just ping a site. It's a lot different than cracking the site. All right, let's let's wrap it up here. So
4: Pierre, the hackers are blanketing the banks with these attacks right now. But to reiterate the bottom line. So far, everyone's money is safe. Oh,
0: so far? Oh, wait, John.
2: So far? So far, our money does is that, safe. Does that imply that eventually it won't be? Is that what the? Is that what he's implying? Oh no, no. It, he it's says not... so far. He's... so far. We've gotten through
0: the day. So far, we haven't been shot. <laughs> well, this is not only implying it, but it's a
1: setup for his uh, his reporter to take it one step further. That's right, George. To be clear, no money has been stolen yet. Not, yes. not yet. <laughs> Not yet. yet. Not yet. Not yet. It could happen at any moment. Many people trying to bank online could not for a time get access to their accounts. You can see how that could make it difficult for a small business. So that's why tonight the government is working so hard to locate and block those ongoing attacks. Right. And this, of course, is again uh, National Cybersecurity Awareness Month.
0: Now, uh, before we get into some very important clippage uh, from uh, Lucy Napolitano... I would like to congratulate our no agenda knight, uh, Mr. Smith, uh, who was interviewed by uh, the Associated Press, and uh, right off the bat said, I, let me get this uh, let me get the article here. Here we go. It was uh, One expert said he was suspicious of claims of responsibility purportedly made by Islamists angry at the anti-Muslim movie made in the United States." Explaining that the widely circulated internet postings might have been an attempt to deflect attention from the true culprit in the intelligence world, we call that a false flag," said Mike Smith, whose web security company Akamai has helped analyze some of the attacks. Um, and so we can, congr- and it actually had a couple other really good quotes. That is, uh, No Agenda Night, hitting him in the mouth, as we call it. Not that it made any difference, <laughs> it <make> any difference. <laughs> but we appreciate it. So, of course, during National Cyber uh, Security Awareness Month, um, you know there's all kinds of symposia. And these symposia are often broadcast on C-SPAN. And I was able to catch a number of them. And one of them had an interview, uh, besides a little stand-up routine, a little interview with uh, Janet Napolitano, our Department of Homeland Security uh, Uber Lord, and a, and a Q&A uh, session afterward. Uh, and actually, I want to, uh, just because this whole, you know, she's working on the executive order. Uh, in fact, uh, we should probably get play that clip right off the bat. Um, so we know this executive order is coming. We've seen a draft of it. Um, and this is a guy from the National Review. Uh, National it's a, Journal. It was it National Journal? I thought it was National Review. No. I think he may be from the National Review. The symposium was National Journal. But could I, I, I could be wrong. <clears throat> what's, his, what's his name? I don't know. And so he asked about uh, the executive order that is pending and how far it can go and what it will mean. And this is, uh, of course, because the legislation in both houses has failed to pass. Uh, so we do not have a cyber order. And uh, it's pretty clear what it all comes down to, what we really want to have, and, and, and this is a very familiar uh, setup, but let's listen to uh, the question and the answer from uh, Lucy. Um, some questions
7: from the audience here. Now, this is what ask one that goes back to the executive order because it's more specific than what... Uh, by the way, questions from
0: the audience were written down on cards, so, of course, it's not really a question from the audience who were there just playing uh, f- uh, words with friends on their iPads. Uh, this is a setup question. But I asked
2: you... And by the what- way, I, I should mention... That yeah, when you do these, uh, as many of these things, uh, even though I, I think a lot of people kind of sense it, but there are, they do a script questions just in case the audience comes up with nothing.
0: Right. And uh, this was one of those times, I think. <laughs>
7: where does the president's be. authority begin and end regarding a cyber executive order? Can he issue the Lieberman bill, meaning one of the bills that was on uh, on the Hill, simply as an executive order? I mean, you've, you've answered the second part of that question, but sort of the, the question of his the president's authority, where does it begin and where does it end? Is that something that you're looking at, and do you know the answers to that? I, I like this
0: question. Uh, I find this to be a perfect question. So can he just take the Lieberman bill uh, which includes the most important uh, point, which is uh, allowing commercial companies to share information with the government with complete indem- uh, in- while being completely indemnified, so no liability, they can't be sued for uh, breaching your privacy. That is the number one deal. John, as a constitutional scholar, uh, w- where would you say the president's power begins and ends when it comes to... Uh, this executive order can he just take the Lieberman bill and just make it an executive order no why not because
2: he can't you can't just take you can't just start legis you know what then (laughs) what's the point of having any legislation at all just have the president dictate whatever well you know I think this is a constitutional question Yeah, the Constitution doesn't allow for this. In fact, half these executive orders are illegal. Oh, how... This is is not a dictatorship, although I guess maybe it
0: is. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) Whatever
2: the president wants to do is
0: fine. Yes. Um, Let's uh, ask Constitutional Professor Janet Napolitano.
6: Well, I'd start with Article 2 of the Constitution. Hey, there you go. The United States uh, and the powers that derive uh, from that uh, and... Uh, There's a number of Supreme Court cases that that follow that, but you begin uh, with the President's uh, responsibility to to keep the nation secure.
0: There you go. There's your answer. It's the George Bush answer I might point out. It's very simple. I've got to keep the nation safe. That is Article 2 of the Constitution. I can do whatever is necessary to achieve that. And obviously, these denial of service attacks, which originate in the Middle East, are here today. These are clearly of national security concern.
7: So you're wrong, John. You're wrong. Yeah,
0: I figured I was.
7: too. and does the administration run into a problem and that if it's if you all are doing this essentially by fiat, I mean, you're going to be accused of circumventing the legislative process. You're issuing orders, perhaps the way you're drawing analogies to executive authorities that was practiced in previous administrations. Do
6: you worry about that? Well, I think, uh, again, Congress has had a full opportunity to act.
0: Yeah. So, if they're not going to do it, then we'll it's just have to... not going to do it, we yeah, will. Yeah, we'll just do it. Uh, they... I love that. <laughs> Isn't that great? You know, they've had the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, what,
2: the next thing is going to be, you know, Congress had its opportunity, and they voted against it.
1: Yeah, what, what idiots. So, we're going to... So, this is... I mean, this is a right... They had their
2: opportunity. You had your shot. What's your problem? They they blew it. They voted against it.
0: So we had to take action. We had to take over. Well, it's interesting because um, uh, in this next little piece, um, she actually explains what you know what this entails. What what are the real issues when it comes to national security? And she slips one in there, which for Janet is already frightening just to think of, which has really nothing to do with national security, but will, of course, be included in, uh, in the executive order. Listen cle- uh, carefully.
6: More recently, cyber attackers penetrated the networks of companies that operate natural gas pipelines. And computer systems in critical sectors of the economy, including the financial, nuclear, and chemical industries, are increasingly targeted. Hey, wait
0: a minute. How come I, did, how come I didn't hear her say it? Oh, here it is. I'm sorry. My mistake.
6: ...possible gateway to a catastrophic attack. The word cybersecurity encompasses a broad range of malicious activity, from denial-of-service attacks to the theft of intellectual property... Oh, okay. At least we know it's about the theft of intellectual property. ...to intrusions against government networks and systems that control our critical infrastructure.
0: There you go. So of course, uh, you know Congress failed to pass uh, SOPA and PIPA, etc. CISPA. So uh, obviously, we're going to include intellectual property theft as a concern of national security. That's a good catch. Yeah, and now the kicker. And uh, I was a little dismayed because I uh, I actually watched this thing Thursday evening. I was like, oh my god, no one has seen this. No one's looking at this. And then I was like, you know, and like last night I saw one or two postings on the news network about it. And this morning you you sent me the same clip. I was like, I'm sure to nail clip of the day. And here it is. The best question ever asked of Janet Napolitano with a stunning answer.
7: Take it for granted. I mean, we, you know, we, I'm sure, I mean, I don't know. if you practice? Two-layer authentication with your email, and do you have you know multiple passwords for your accounts? I mean, it ultimately comes down to some level of personal responsibility, and we don't always integrate it into our lives, and we just sort of treat it as an afterthought until well, something bad that, happens. Yeah,
6: that's why uh, you know, uh, decades ago, nobody put a seatbelt on when they got in a right, car. Uh, right. In fact, cars didn't even come with seatbelts. Uh, we need that same kind of cultural awareness and change more quickly uh and where cyber safety is concerned do
7: you integrate it into your own life i mean do you have amazon and itunes accounts separated in the different passwords for everything I mean, how what is what is your personal cybersecurity look like
6: well um okay don't laugh but i i just don't use email at all really yeah yeah
7: because it's too time consuming or for security purposes
6: um, for a whole host of reasons um, uh, so i don't have any of my own accounts and then that you know, I'm very secure.
7: Yeah. <laughs> You're off the grid. <laughs> yeah. So
0: I thought about this. And uh, so, obviously, the reason why she uh, uh, claims to not have any email is she doesn't want to be culpable in any of the incredible shenanigans that go on at the Department of Homeland Security because that, of course, is always no. how they nail you with the discovery no, of documents. No. You don't think so? You have a. No, uh, I, I don't think so
2: based on one of her answers. <clears throat> when she when he asked her specifically why she didn't use the email and she wouldn't and then he had two uh too, uh conjectural uh, responses that she refused to to address and said yeah. i'd do it for a whole host of reasons yeah, I honestly believe that she doesn't know how to use a computer at all
0: <laughs> no, you're kidding me.
2: No, I, I'm absolutely convinced of it by the way she's responded to that.
0: Well I don't believe she
2: knows how to use a computer at all. She doesn't even know what Amazon is. This is this is a this is a, a person that's been a government official all her life. She was a governor, you know, a government official. She was a governor. She yeah. was uh, she's been working for Homeland Security, which is, is essentially a book of, you know, she's got secretaries and helpers and all right. these people yeah. she, take a memo. Yeah. She is the old fashioned style of executive that literally, I believe. Cannot use a computer at all. She doesn't know how to turn one on. She wouldn't know Windows for Macintosh. This is a, a, a complete embarrassment to the entire public, the, uh, the population of the United States that we have somebody running a department like Homeland Security and discussing cybersecurity and just obviously mouthing platitudes about you know, uh, denial of service attack. She doesn't even know what that is. I'm totally convinced of it. There's no evidence to the contrary.
0: And if you listen and, and I'm, I'm actually going to say that uh, I, I think I'm going to agree with you. If you listen to this little follow-up that she adds to this, uh, to this admission um, I think it plays right into your, uh, your thesis here.
6: Yeah. <laughs> some, some would call me a Luddite but uh, you know.
0: There you go. She's even saying it. <clears throat> I'm a Luddite. Yeah. What yeah. is a Luddite?
2: A
6: luddite you know, a
0: person that
2: doesn't, you know, yeah, does, in today's world parlance, a luddite is somebody who doesn't
0: like or use computers. Yeah. So, um, following on this, and I'm glad you, I'm glad you, uh, I'm, I'm you deduce this. Um, <clears throat> how do we then view the exact same level of people who uh, are representatives of the American populace? Uh, i.e congressmen women and senators
2: who, do you recall that guy who's uh, uh <clears throat> chopra and his buddy uh vivek kundra and when yes. kundra came out with that commentary which i ridiculed endlessly about, about skip you know, logic I mean, people shouldn't be speaking in binary and cold ball. <laughs> yeah yeah and he discussed you know the future being uh the yeah. the uh what's in the star trek show or the you go in the room and the Oh, the holodeck? The holodeck? the future. And the holodeck. You'll know, get a bus schedule on your Hold phone and all this John, dumb crap. John? 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 John, he, John? I, I, I believe oh, the entire government it's just filled with people that don't know how to use a computer i think there's a few senators that work in the government that know something and there's a few congressmen but i think generally speaking they're totally clueless and they can be easily bamboozled by somebody like richard clark who has no background in this and he's written a book on it and he, he's in all you know he's now getting a consulting fee from the government he's probably got a contracting business with the cia i mean this whole thing is just a big money grab and it's not just saving us from anything they
0: don't know what they're doing so it was the uh, holodeck uh, that uh, he the was holodeck. referring to, and exactly. I'm, going, I'm going to call you back because uh, you can't hear me again. Hold on, and uh, we just don't want to go through that, and otherwise I'm going to turn on mumble because that just seems to work that much better. Yeah, you there? Okay. Yeah, because yeah, so yeah, yeah, the holodeck. Yeah, so I was saying holodeck, but this is this is really interesting uh, in light of all of these hearings that we actually, we played several clips from these hearings. We have, you know, I'm sure our representatives in the uh, the House of Representatives and and the Senate are are all very well-intentioned. But of course, when it comes to technology, it's very easy to bamboozle them into saying, oh my gosh, it's so scary. We have to have all this regulation and we have to indemnify companies from sharing private personal information because we're going to die. And in fact... Janet Napolitano
6: admits that's exactly what they did in this clip. So, uh, the Congress is, I think, now more aware than they were before. Uh,
7: they- Anybody aware, you mean, of the nature of the threat or the or the, the immediacy of it?
6: Yes, oh. uh, absolutely. And we did some <laughs> uh, demonstrations uh, to members uh, down in the skiff in uh, the Capitol. Sort of scare so, them a little bit. Um, well, hopefully, yes.
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, here she is admitting, hopefully we scared them in the skiff.
6: The skiff, by the way,
0: is the sensitive compartmented information facility. Uh so they took him into the into a booth and whatever they showed him, of course, we don't know because that was not in the uh, in the actual uh testimony, which was public in this transparent government, and they scared the shit out of them.
6: Uh, but it gave them a sense of awareness and urgency. Uh, and I, I regret that the debate kind of devolved into the typical, well, this is regulation or not regulation. This is a security issue, right. and it's a security issue that should be a top priority. You could
7: almost predict it, though, right? I mean, it's, we we're talking about it. Uh, so there you go. That's how
0: so it works.
2: Did you, did you, there's another hint
7: in there. Mm-hmm.
2: She says that the, the, the debate deteriorated. In other words, there was one or two people in the in the group that knew yeah, that this the, was the, exactly exactly.
0: And so uh, it's just a, just a matter of waiting around until this pops up, and this and the big one will be just like the pharmaceutical industry who who received com- in the United States at least received complete indemnification from prosecution or liability if someone is hurt dies, uh, gets, I don't know, narcolepsy or anything from a vaccine, which of course is the bonanza of the pharmaceutical industry at the moment, uh, so too will all uh, cyber-related companies, which goes right down to the, uh, the smartphone in your hand, the computer on your desktop, the ISP, the internet connection you use, will be completely indemnified from sharing your personal information with the government should they suspect you of some form of terrorist activity and that's what this is all about oh and of course uh more money for uh for bullcrap systems public scammed yet again and with that i would like to say in the morning to you john c Dvorak. In the morning, you, Adam Curry. In the morning, all ships at sea, boots on the ground, subs in the water, and feet in the air. Yeah. And in the morning, to all of our knights who are always there to support us. And of course, uh, to all of the human resources in the chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net, and our brand new (coughs) chat room Nazis, noagenda Nazis with the brown shirts. You can recognize them by the armband. (laughs) If you go astray, they will kick you out and ban you for at least 20 minutes. I can't wait to see how the chat room works today. We haven't. Do <laughs> uh, you know how many people were so happy to chat room, uh, no, but listen, Do stuff. This is the this the, this is the great thing. This was a, actually a, a test in um, uh, social studies because I said, you know, I'm now we're now soliciting uh, we're accepting applications for no agenda Nazis. So I actually asked for people to be Nazis, and you know what? We got a whole bunch of submissions of people really happy to be Nazis. Yeah, that
2: would be in the if the government did that. You'd have the
0: same same yeah, exactly. response. Exactly, exactly. People are like, "Yeah, man, yeah, I want to be a Nazi." Yeah, yeah. We got to keep these 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 people can't be walking around talking on the street like that. Give me a brown shirt with an armband. I'll take care of them. I'll ban them from the street. This is this was proof. And by the way, some really nice people who I know, yeah, really nice people. And they said, and literally, you saw the emails, right? It said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to be a Nazi." Were you what? surprised? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, wow. That's. Wasn't there. Um... Isn't that like some famous school experiment where they did that? Yeah, yeah. There was a they uh right
2: they did i forgot that it's actually very very famous and it's got a name and i can't recall it but Wait a yeah minute, they um, let these kids go crazy and they oh, all became they became horrible what was that what was that was it the hold on Yeah, no, we'll have to get somebody to but somebody in the chat room might know and we can we can do a discussion on it later uh, i got it i think we should just thank some producers
0: stanford prison experiment yeah that's it that's what it was yes let's thank some producers
2: we only have we. It came up as we anticipated. Very short. Oh yeah, short today. Oh, yeah. As, as predicted. And we have two producers, uh, mm-hmm. one executive and one associate executive. Sir Eponymous from Beachmere, mm-hmm. Queensland, down under, two sixty nine. Uh, Adam was too distracted by Kate's white pointers to take <laughs> crackpot shot at William getting a tour of the New World Order UFO bases on the Solomons. I'd like to recommend the book Solomon Islands Mysteries. Other items of interest for No Agenda listeners, the movie Sleep Dealer, a drone story with a happy ending, and the book Trust Me, I'm Lying by Ryan Holiday. You probably hate him, but I uh, but I make it a pretty good call for Uncle Leo. <laughs> Could I get some job karma with a two-to-head Hey Citizen Chaser?
0: Yeah, with a chaser. Okay, that's what you want.
3: You've got karma. Hey, citizen. <laughs>
0: There you go. Well, thank you very much, sir, uh, Eponymous, for uh, coming in once again and at least giving us uh, a little bit of hope here on one of our slower days. But it was to be expected, 269 Or Thank you for your support. And Black Knight, Ara uh, from
2: Trabuco Canyon, California, has uh, come in as the associate executive producer with $250. Uh, if this show went away, not only would I lose an incredible resource, but I, it. Would feel like I lost two friends, Aww. so don't go away. Here's two hundred fifty dollars <laughs> to make it worth your while. Black Knight era D- Darian. Oh, that's so nice. And that's that's that was it for that's today's it, show. Four four eight for ex- executive and associate executive producer <sighs> level of uh, contribution. Uh, we hope somebody, uh, some people will just pick it up a little bit for next Thursday show. Go to no agenda show.com you click on the donate button no generation.com to work.org slash n a and channeldevorak slash na
0: and uh, help us out here. Yes, and we of course uh, uh, also appreciate the work from all of our artists. Martin JJ was responsible for the artwork on No Agenda episode four four seven, and for the uh, executive producers, associate executive producers. As always, uh, these are real credits. You can put them on your IMDb. Uh, when you win an Oscar, you can thank us as part of that. You know, always believing in you, and of course, I don't like the phonies in Hollywood. We will actually vouch for your credit uh, should you need that to be done. slash N-A. And of course, it is the season of just getting by, so if you want to do anything, propagate this. Our
1: formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the
8: mouth. new <laughs> Water. Water.
9: Chemtrails. Check. A
0: new mix. A new mix. You have a Chem clip. You threw yeah. that in. <clears throat> yeah, it was a new mix. A little, uh, little bonus for you. A little bonus. A new mix. <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. It's a brand new mix. Uh, oh, I just wanted to read an email here from. Uh, I don't know if you saw this from Yellow Jacket, one of our uh, long term listeners up there. And uh, I think he's in. I think he's in Canada. Maybe I'm wrong. He says, uh, I was checking in at my local airport and simultaneously happened to be listening to the latest episode of No Agenda. That would be a Thursday show. The topic of discussion, premium lines at the airport. Is that fate or what? So I decided to try Adam's trick out while listening. And what do you know? It worked. (laughs) No hassles with security or boarding. Got my seat and bag ahead of the stragglers behind me. Uh, and this, of course, is in reference to the no agenda premium valet service uh, at airport security, where you um, take your coach class ticket, get into the premium line. They will not ask you anything, certainly not the TSA. And uh, then you ask to opt out so you don't even have to pick up your bags from the uh, from the belt. In fact, uh, you probably have less chance of them stealing your shit, which has been uh, in the news recently. Um because, you know, they have to actually handle your, uh, your bins and they do not want to be responsible for that. And you get a nice little foot rub and a little back rub. So, uh, and you should tell them, thank you for your valet service. I really appreciate you carrying my bag. I bet he didn't do that. But that would be uh, what I would recommend. And you've seen the, uh, the latest TSA news, I presume, John? No, I missed it. I no. missed the latest TSA news. Tell oh. me what it is. Well, ABC is out on a hit job on the TSA. Uh, I'm not quite sure why they're doing oh, obviously it. Obviously, one of the executives got got. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Diane Sawyer got mauled by the TSA. And so here's the follow-up to their uh,
9: groundbreaking report. Good evening. Diane is off this Friday night, and we begin here with new fallout after that ABC News investigation this week. Brian Ross and his team uncovering widespread theft by TSA officers working airport security, some of them steal your property as it goes through those scanners. Last night here, you saw Brian track down one stolen iPad to an agent's home, confronting him right there. Tonight, Congress taking notice. Some calling it the last straw. And in just 24 hours, we've heard from thousands of viewers sending us messages on Facebook and online, outraged, some saying it's happening to them. Here are just a couple of their voices. Uh, Once again, these, of course, are completely
0: credible and sourced uh, from Facebook, and they've called some of these people up and put them on Skype.
10: I think for sure that the TSA employees have been involved in removing personal items from my bag.
1: Took my shoes off, went through the machine, bent over, put my shoes on, turned around, grabbed my cash wallet, cell phone was
9: missing. And so we turn once again to our chief investigative correspondent, Brian Ross, and today, hey, Brian, you've got Capitol
11: Hill's attention. Indeed, David, with the chairman of the House Transportation Committee, John Micah of Florida, calling for a total reform and sweeping changes in the management of TSA. And the inspector general at Homeland Security, saying the case we uncovered has now been referred to federal authorities for criminal prosecution. I find this really fascinating. I mean, ABC
0: does nothing without some benefit for themselves. I, th- I think you're right. It could, poss- it could possibly be some executive got, sh- you know, Shaken down, but this was a pretty pretty big report they had. It was pretty funny if you you didn't see the original report where they left iPads uh, in the bins at airports across the country, and then uh, one uh, one TSA officer stole it, took it home because they tracked the iPad. They went up to the guy's house and went like, "Hey man, where's our iPad?" And then he took off his uniform and then blamed his wife and gave the iPad back and so that his wife stole it. Um. But then for oh, this—that's a nice guy. <laughs> he threw his wife under the bus. But then uh, to have uh, uh, Micah jump on this—it sounds yeah, but, like but, a setup. Hold
2: on a second. Mike is the only one who ever jumps on this. He's—that's all he does. Yeah,
0: but I don't. But but ABC is so pro all of this stuff. That it, 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 even this, so they follow this report up with this, and then I
9: was like, okay, this has to be a hit piece. Good evening, Diane is off this Friday night, and we begin here with new fallout after that ABC News investigation. Wait a minute, wrong one. Sorry, this one.
1: Oh, wait. Ah.
0: Oh, this is the one. I'm sorry, my mistake.
11: For its critics in Congress, our report on the TSA was only the latest example in a series of miscues, invasions of privacy, and just yesterday, the failure of TSA screeners to spot a loaded pistol inadvertently left in a woman's purse. The weapon got past the TSA checkpoint at the Orlando airport and made it onto a flight to Newark where the woman, a Florida firefighter, realized what had happened and reported it to authorities, David. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. This is what I do. So whenever I happen to uh, forget about my handgun in my purse and I get through TSA, I immediately re- report that. I mean seriously? I wouldn't. No, of course not. So this whole, and that's part of the same report and of course I didn't I didn't hear about this anywhere else except on ABC. You've got to think that this is this is some kind of setup. They're they're setting up something, and I'm not saying it's to get rid of TSA. I'm saying it's probably to get the more money and more bullcrap. I don't even think it's a it's a good thing, but it sounds like a setup for some reason. More training or something. Yeah, it's it's yeah. There's probably some
2: tax angle or tax money angle. I don't know. I have no idea. Mm, well. I know there was a bunch of stuff on these different, uh, some of these shows on C-SPAN where there, people are, mo- and there, there's a bunch of people. They're getting ready for the big debate.
0: Ah, this yes, this is, of course is October third, which is is that a Wednesday? Am I correct? Yeah, you? I think- this is Wednesday. <laughs> oh, so we that's perfect because we have uh, uh, we have a show the next day.
2: Yeah, and I have uh, some debate, debate preview clips. Ooh, nice! But before I go. It, push toward that i wanted to mention that there's a lot of discussion about how our infrastructure of this country is falling apart and and i every time they start moaning about this and we haven't got the money to pay for anything i say with the money that's wasted on these idiots at tsa if you turn these people into like w works project administration workers yeah guys who like build you know cheap bridges and stuff all over the place i think it'd be better spent money this is a fiasco this is there's nothing productive about this okay No, well, anyway that was it i'm just leaving pauses <laughs> well, here so you jump well, in because i'm always well, 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 talking <laughs> i can't hear
0: you you can't hear me again is that true okay here we go yeah yeah hold on uh i found a couple of interesting th- hold on a second uh, we got to call him back. We might actually have to try mumble. I'm not. I think this is a new thing with Skype, and I want to. Uh, I want to make sure that we. Uh... <laughs> John's like, hey, it's ringing. Hey, you know what? You're right. You're not hearing me again. I'm hearing you now. Yeah, you are now, but for, it it keeps going simplex. You know what? You know what? I would. I think this would be the opportune moment for us to just switch to mumble and see if that works because this is now this is going to happen throughout the whole show and I don't want okay let's do it alright let's we're going to switch to mumble you still have
2: switching to mumble (laughs) oh
0: god this is going to be a nightmare (laughs) let me see if I even have it set up here oh my goodness okay I've got to move over here this is going to be fun uh oh boy Come on, Mumble. Are you starting? Ah, oh, here we go. No, oh, no, no, no. I can't believe this
9: wasn't set up. Uh, okay. Oh,
0: wow. Add new. And it's an A. Uh,
1: mm, 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 mm. Okay. John's going to be sitting there waiting for me. See, connect. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let me just get the. Yeah, can you hear me? No, you he can't hear me yet. Let me see.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. Uh, can you hear me? <laughs> can you hear me now? <laughs>
0: A second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get this done, babe. And uh, you, just can't, he- you is- just can't hear me because I didn't have this one set up. Can you hear me now? You should be able to hear me. Let's see. Two, two, two. Uh, two. You can hear me can you now. you hear me? Yeah, you can hear me now. I you- can't hear you. Yes, you can. Now you last can. time, Hello, 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 hello. I had to change something. Yeah, you did. You did. It'll be worth it. Here, I do signal to noise. Testing. Yes, I hear you. I hear you beautifully. Two, one, two. Audio out. Two, one, two. Check audio in. Yeah. Yeah. Voice you said <laughs> to "Why did you change?" You, we had it all set up. It was audio out. It was working beautifully. One, two, one, two, one, two. Two, Fast two, 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 two. I got to keep talking so he can hear me. I'll edit all this out of the actual show, but uh, at least we can have a... Hello? Yes, hello. Say I something. can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. Say something. Yes, hello. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I am talking. it changed nothing. <laughs> yeah, you did. You must have. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, You changed the interface, I uh, think. Can you, you can... One, two, one, two, one, two... One two, one two, one two, one two, one two. No, one, I changed two. nothing. <laughs> right. <Almost> default. <laughs> okay. Uh, USB. I can hear three. you now. Remember, you got me? I can hear you. Oh, good. Okay. Stop typing. All right. I'm stopping typing. I'll, I'll cut most of
2: that. Nothing. I changed I, nothing. I closed the program yeah. when we talked last.
0: Okay. Well, and don't, I have don't,
2: not reopened it for any circumstances. So, what would I have changed? Well,
0: um, can I ask you a question? Sure. Why are you getting all pissed off? Because but you, you accuse me of changing something. Well, you're when not I the most. Te- and then you said, right? <laughs> well, because you're not the most technical guy in the world when it comes to this stuff. Bullshit. Oh. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. I should have recorded the whole thing when we set this up. That was hilarious. Anyway, it's working. It sounds great. Well, I'm glad I sound good because you sound like shit, but it's fine. Well, no, well, hold on. Let me just set it up right for don't, you. No, don't change anything. If I sound good, that's all that counts. <laughs> no, I want, I want it to be perfect. Hold on. Let me just, uh, I'm going to give you better oh, quality. We go. No, it's, it's going to be worth it. Hold on. It, you, need to be able, cause if, you need to be able to hear the clips. All right. So I this can sh- hear the clips. Yeah, but it won't be all that great. Okay. So this should be better. Does it sound better? Yeah, it does. Okay.
4: Shut up, could
0: you hear that yeah i heard it perfect all right now where were we now that that's working and we i think we should just use this from now on man mumble is awesome we'll see how long it lasts
2: what what is the what was the last thing i said that you cut me off on i have no idea
0: (laughs) i have no idea it was uh you went on oh it was was talking about the wpa no were you no, I thought you were talking about the infrastructure and how it's all messed up. Yeah, that's what the TSA. I was talking about,
2: the WPA. I was saying if the money spent on the TSA people right. would be better spent right. on the WPA. What is WPA? The Works Project Administration, the thing that uh, that Roosevelt did. Oh, you mean the... Uh, work? What did Roosevelt do? I don't know what that is. Roosevelt started... He, everybody was unemployed, but instead of making them all work for the TSA... Now I'm getting a 100% echo back. You're getting an echo back? Uh, I can't help. I didn't change anything. Okay. Well, anyway, so Roosevelt, maybe it's going to yell. Okay, whatever. Don't yell. Anyway, so when Roosevelt was in office, he he put people to work by creating the Works Project Administration, which was an operation that just built bridges all over the place and painted buildings. And he also created the Civilian Conservation Corps, which cleaned up the National Park System.
0: And that still exists. This uh, WPA, it's still. No,
2: it's, no, they were closed. Oh well, there's your there's your answer, I guess. Well, no, but he was it was implemented for the purposes of giving schmucks jobs, like they you know like they now give the instead of now giving them jobs that produce something, they put them in the
0: work for the DHS. Yeah. In your mumble, by the way, you, there's a, an echo button you can set, and that'll. Uh... That'll uh, fix that echo if it's still happening to you. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Where's it under audio settings? Yeah, you got to do advanced. And then under audio, I think it's under input. There's an echo oh. uh, button. You, it says echo. A, I'm looking. There's a at the top under system. On the top it says system direct sound exclusive,
2: echo disabled. Oh. And you can't, uh, if you check e-
0: exclusive... Or is that all grayed out? That you... also doesn't work. Oh, uh, and you're still getting the echo. Yeah. Well, that sucks.
2: Well, I can live with it.
0: No, it's not really nice.
2: I'm trying to think. Uh, let me change make. something here.
0: What is I? What does ASIO mean? Um, that is a. I think it's like a compression system that gives you extra, extra great quality. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing I could do. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay,
2: I put it on. E- yeah, now I can change uh, echo disabled mixed multi channel.
0: Well, hold on a second. I'm actually maybe send. Let me think. I may be sending something back to you that's incorrect. Let me just see, John. Hold on a second. Um, what are you doing? Whatever you're doing, stop doing that.
1: That didn't sound very good. I didn't do anything. Oh, okay. Um.
11: Hold on a sec. Um, silence
1: below. All right, try it again. Testing
2: one, two, three. Again. Testing one, two, three.
0: Did you get it back at that time or not? I didn't hear much of it. No, it sounds good. Better. So it sounds good now. So it's not happening. I, I can't hear it. Okay. Then I think we're good.
2: Hey, let's count to three to see how far apart we are in terms of the lag. Ready? Uh, yeah. You, okay. You start. And uh, I heard myself again. Great.
0: Um, One. Two. Three. 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 Well, <laughs> 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 together. Ready? Right. Yeah. One. One. Two. two
2: three. Three, four, four. Five. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Okay. Are you still hearing yourself? It, it's, it's on and off. Okay. Like, now I'm not, but then, I, but I, but then all of a sudden I will. Uh, let me try. Maybe, let me just try No, that's and- fine. I, I can live with this. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. And, can, and do you hear
0: yourself now? No. You don't?
2: Not at the moment.
0: Okay. Well, then I think I fixed it.
2: Okay. So- I think you fixed it. <laughs>
0: So you all right, put the recording back on. Let's get the show back. I, I, haven't, I haven't even stopped recording. This is all going out. People love this. Turns no, out I can't hear you. You can't hear me now.
2: <laughs> God,
12: <laughs> this is whatever too funny. you did. You turned yourself yeah. off. Okay,
0: how about now? Yeah, I'm back, right? And you can hear me now. Yes. Okay. Now say something. Testing one two three. And there's no echo. There was no, no I echo. I can't hear you again. Yeah, you can hear me. You can hear me now. I know you can hear me. Hello, hello, hello. Nothing. Okay, how about now? Hmm. One, two. What are you doing? I can't hear a word you're saying. Can you hear me now? Hello, 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 hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you no, hear me? I can hear you. All right. So you can hear me? All right. Then that's good. And there should what be were no echo. What are you doing? I'm trying to make it so you don't have an echo. I, d- I told you I don't have one right now. <laughs> All right, if you think we're bad... I can't hear you again. No, you're kidding me. That's crazy. You can definitely hear me now. That's, I'm not changing anything. Ah, oh, crap. Look, man, I'm, I, I don't... Now I, you're back. Yeah, but I'm not changing a single thing, and then you, and, and then you say, oh, I can't hear you. So I, maybe there's something on your end. <laughs> it's always my fault yeah of course alright let's go back and if you think we're bad let's listen to uh, Spokeshold Jay Carney who of course now is being Let grilled back since this seems to be
2: intermittent because I can't hear you again uh, to the old direct sound oh uh, echo, I see yeah with the yeah the echo okay. thing
0: so this is this is yeah I can hear you but this is definitely something on your end this is definitely a problem you've I'm created nothing it's uh, I'm not changing anything hello 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 <laughs> i didn't change a thing this has to be your end there's no, no you came back again yeah but i'm not changing anything so, so i'm not changing anything either you i just heard you say i'm gonna switch by switch back yeah, do something about five minutes ago <laughs> okay can you hear me now can are we good for now yes i can hear you okay can i play a clip play the
9: clip it's of a pre-planned attack How come? Let me just repeat now. Uh, Again, how is it based on the information? RPGs, you know, uh, automatic weapons. Bill, uh, I know you've done
7: a little bit of reading about Libya since the unrest that began under Gaddafi. I I love this. I love how how Carney is
0: continuing to try to uh, propagate the lie that this unrest and the killing of four uh, Americans at the so called consulate. In Libya is because of this video, and uh, and the whole press corps is just laughing, laughing at him. You have to see this video. It's in the show notes four four eight na show notes um, While this Q and A is going on, they are smiling and snickering at the press secretary. The place is uh,
7: has an abundance of weapons.
0: No question about it. And, do you
9: expect uh, a, and street a street mob to become are,
7: armed that way? There are uh, unfortunately many. Uh, bad actors uh, in that country as there are throughout the okay, region so the bad point and actors. they have uh, they're very armed i'm not the, the point is you can make suppositions about what happened we prefer to have an investigation that looks very closely into what happened uh and assembles the facts and and presents them based are on all the, i'm the, saying
9: people on the ground have seen the fragments of the, the remains of the mortars and the heavy weapons that were used we we made clear that there was heavy, there, 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 there were that that there were
7: armed <laughs>
0: that 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 that, 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 that. Hey, hey, did you see any of this no you know that, that this guy is so annoying is ridiculous but it's interesting that they're holding on so firmly uh, to this lie and right on cue by the way uh, all of a sudden we have uh, the libyans giving up their weapons this is, <laughs> It's like someone went down there and said, all right, look, this is a real ass problem we got here. So we want, hey, you, yo you, you Libyans, come over here. And uh, here's the report. Hundreds turned out in Tripoli and Benghazi to hand in weapons left over from last year's war. With governments struggling to impose authority has launched the initiative in an attempt to make the country safer and crack down on armed militants. And they're showing people bringing in RPGs like, yeah, I had this at home And, uh, you know, I didn't feel good about it anymore, so, uh, well, here we go. Here's here's that report.
13: Guns, bullets, and even grenade launchers, (laughs) all being handed in as Libya encourages people to give up their arms. Hundreds turned out in Tripoli and Benghazi to hand in weapons left over from last year's war. With the government struggling to impose authority, it's launched these collection drives to make the country safer and crack down on armed militants. (laughs) I've handed over my weapon. We want our country to be safe and secure. The time of war is over. We got rid of the tyrant, thank God. This is so cool.
1: (laughs) Okay output failed
0: uh what <laughs> I think you should just uh, do the show like this uh uh hello <laughs> oh god okay I can hear you coming back so I know you can hear me can you hear me yeah yeah I hear you fine can you hear me wow Did you? Hello, I can hear. I can hear you
11: typing.
2: Can you hear me talking? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, that's fine, but it's you I can't hear. Really? Okay. Then you. Okay. Well, great. I can't hear a word you're
0: saying. It says outputs failed. Restart mumble. And. I can I can hear I can hear me coming okay. back. I, I you, will do that. You're not hearing me. I can't see that this is so much better than anything else. Uh, well, okay. And he's gone, and we'll wait for him to come back. Okay, he's connected. And uh, did you restart or? I'm back. Just reconnect. That's weird. I mean, it makes no sense. And I turned it. I killed the program
2: and then uh, restarted it. Okay. Now I can hear you. Oh, okay. Well, you, you, jiggle
0: the handle next time. I'm gonna have to slap it. <laughs> all right. So did, did you uh, did you lose all of that report? Is that basically you didn't hear any of it? I heard
2: the beginning where Carney was mumbling and then you said something nasty about Carney and that was the end of it.
0: Oh, you didn't even hear about the, the guns being returned? No. Oh. Do you want to hear that? <laughs> I yeah, I think it'd be nice.
2: I could hear that. I could go for listening to that.
13: Guns, bullets, and even grenade launchers, all being handed in as Libya encourages people to give up their arms. Hundreds turned out in Tripoli and Benghazi to hand in weapons left over from last year's war. You can hear this? Yeah. With the government struggling to impose authority, no, I can't it's law. Lo-
0: really? So you can't hear After me? You ask that question, I mean, now you're just dead. Hmm. That is, uh, well, then let's go back to Skype then, I guess. This needs more testing. Uh, let's Curiously, go. the vu meter's going crazy, but I'm just not getting any sound. Uh, well, it's a mystery. And you killed Skype. Apparently, you killed Skype.
2: Yes, Skype is on, Not on. I killed Skype completely. Okay. All
0: right. Let's
2: go. It'll, there's nothing else running on this machine. It's pretty dedicated.
0: All right. Let's go back to Skype then. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how unfortunate! All right. Yeah, that was basically the the computer voice. I think that uh, that I was hearing, but I was hearing it, and I, I know what happened, and I can tell him right now. I know exactly what happened because it was. Uh, well, let's call him first. We'll get back to all. We'll get back to the news in a second. This is worth it. So here's what's weird, John. Here's what's weird. That okay, go on. Okay. So when I w- you couldn't hear me, yet I was, um, I was typing in Mumble, and I could hear the computer voice reading that back on your end. So somewhere, I mean, I I don't understand Why how would
2: that be weird because it's loud. Yeah, but and it's going through my microphone, and you can hear me.
0: Okay. So there's got to be something with your. Yeah, I know. It's obviously my
2: fault. I changed nothing. I just ran it. It ran fine. You're yakking away, yakking away, yakking away, and then you go dead completely, and then you come back. Hmm. And so, I mean, why is this something? Why is this not perhaps a problem with the software? Why would this be anything that you could associate with Mm -hmm. my uh, setup?
0: When it works fine and then stops out of the blue, Mm-hmm. And then it works fine again. I don't and I'm know. Not touching anything. I don't know. You're the guy that has the you know the, the helium stuff and all the other stuff. And I yeah, know. I know. But that's well, you've already figured out why that is. That's a bad driver for the M audio device, right? But it also there were weeks and weeks of you saying this is not my fault. It's not my rig. It's not you know. You went on and on about that, and we turned out it was. So I'm just saying
1: it's possible. I know, but
2: that but the, but we could we had a exact rationale for why the M audio device was the problem. Uh, because of the driver, because somebody looked it up, there was a
0: driver problem, and that
2: was only a what thing that here's, started happening. Okay, here's what, I, th- this kind of
0: right, here's what this I think it is. I think I know what it is, and it, it doesn't make any difference, but I think I know what the problem is. I believe, because it has an auto-echo-canceling feature, that the software uh, is, my audio is coming out of your speakers, but your microphone is picking it up, and uh, Mumble is trying to make that not happen, so it is therefore shutting down your audio. If you put on headphones, which I know you won't do, so we don't have to do anything, I think the problem would go away. I could put on headphones. Uh, You'll be amazed. the problem will not go away. Okay, you want to to put money on that? Uh, Here's all I want. If the problem does go away... Will you admit that the problem was on your end? And if the problem doesn't go away, I'll admit the problem is on my end. Is that fair? I'm gonna put on. Yeah, sure. Okay, then I'm gonna call you. I'll check. I'll. I'll, Then again, of course, it could be the. You know. Well, okay. We'll meet back on Mumble. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Oh, this is awesome. Hey, this is what these road shows are for. This is exactly what they're for—to test out stuff. All right, I'm back. I'm in. Let's see. Where's John? I could be wrong, of course. That would suck, but I could be wrong. Yeah, thank you. I think I think people are I think people are on my side on this one. Ah, uh, let me uh, put a little uh, music in here, while we're waiting for John to connect. <laughs> All right. Place your bets. Rien ne va plus. Here we go, everybody. Now, the question is, should I leave this in the show or should I be editing this out? That's the big question. Uh depends. Oh, boy. He's back. Here you go. And uh, so you have headphones I'm on now. Yeah, but I'm not getting anything through the headphones. Uh, well, I can hear myself coming back, so... That's because I'm not getting anything through the headphones. Right. But you are... Receiving me is just not through the headphones.
2: What you typing?
0: No, I'm talking.
2: Let's see, settings. I have to change the settings so it's going through the M audio both ways.
0: Okay, good. Do that.
2: And I am, say something.
0: One, two, one, two one two. One two Say something. One two one two. I am talking. No, okay. One, just two, keep one, playing music. One two one two. two dum dum dum. Before before it's a crime. It's pre-crime. right, everyone says leave it in the show. right, one, two, one, two, one, two. (laughs) I can't believe that this is like we have so much media to assassinate yet this is
2: where the headphone jack is so I should be able to click on fast track (laughs) and that should
0: let's put it this way. If I'm right, everyone has to donate. If I'm wrong, Everyone has to donate. How's that sound? (laughs) All right, I got to read along with chat room here. John, you need to put the headphones on your head. Oh,
6: Let's see. Jesse, one, two, three. Yes, one, two, three. (laughs) One, two, three.
5: Mix. Output
0: oh boy hello 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 he doesn't want to talk to this thing <laughs> I I'm, I'm leaving all of this in hey you know what this is the beauty if you're listening to this as a podcast you can always fast forward oh my goodness this by the way is the uh, ride of the Valkyries uh, by uh, Wagner okay. which we always play before we begin this uh, show <clears throat> Man. It's not
2: going to, the only way I'm going to use headphones because the, the device that is playing, uh, well, I, no, there's no other way of doing this. It has to go through the Embodio headphone output, which usually works, but for some reason I put it on fast track and it says uh, we don't care. And I can't get any sound to the headphones uh, from this thing, so I'm done. All right, so you, you must
0: put the <laughs> headphones on your. Oh, he already disconnected. Ah, crap. All right to watch to, yeah, that's uh, that's a shame ah uh, he says he can't do it all right well i don't know i was able to do it uh, yeah, yeah 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 uh, well that's very sad i find it sad sad all right okay i'll just stop that and let's go back hello yes um a suggestion from the chat from the chat room is you have to put the headphones on your head yeah very funny (laughs) tell this chat room to fuck themselves (laughs) all right john it's okay you know what no matter what happens you're you're just i'm letting you talk (laughs) it's good i'm okay with skype completely cutting me off i really appreciate you trying it's too bad. Please, let's play one of your clips. I need to get back to the show. Yes,
2: I think the show needs to be um, before we have another five-hour show because we're losing track of time.
0: Yes, so let's get back on track. And by the way, I'm leaving all this in. It was, it was brilliant, genius. If, if people don't like it, they can fast forward. Welcome back, everybody.
2: Okay, so I've got a couple of things here. By the way, so today's New York Times comes... Yes. And, and instead of being in the blue crappy wrapper. Yeah, like uh, the, 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 the cheap jack wrapper, you mean? Yeah, you've seen it, right? Yep. You've seen it in the New York Times. It's in a blue wrapper. Yeah, well, sometimes it comes in pink, but yeah, okay. Yeah, it does come in pink. One, one. So now it came in a in a printed wrapper plugging the show... Rev- uh, the show uh, oh, no, Revolution? Uh, no, 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 it wasn't Revolution. It was the uh, re- re- Revenge... What's I don't I don't know the show Revenge. Oh no, Revenge is a reasonably yeah, it's a reasonably entertaining show, but it's nothing you want to DVR. Um, anyway, so I thought that was a unique new use of the of the distribution model.
0: Wait, so meanwhile,
2: Revolution, which I think is going down the toilet, they're starting to plug the crap out of it to make people think that you have to check it out. And I do have a plug here for it. We
9: can get the power going. The we can bring back the United States.
14: More than 29 million people have made Revolution the must-watch breakout hit of the season. We fight them off! New Revolution, Monday after The Voice, here yeah. on NBC.
0: Right. The 29 million, are they counting all three episodes? Is that how... <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. It's not 29 million per episode that people are watching, that's for sure. No, it's impossible. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so Romney's uh, going to be... This is the...
2: the Wednesday's going to be the big day. We'll talk about it on Thursday. Yep. Uh, Romney uh, this is interesting the, the, apparently that Obama's not going to be the nice guy that
5: he was uh, with McCain oh. play debate preview that we disagree without being disagree. Interesting. A lot of these undecided voters watching this want to see Washington work a little bit better. We could see more of that. Oh, I think they have more of a strategy though of, of being aggressive and that the president's going to try to get under the Governor Romney's skin. Oh, really? Not, believe, not try to be above the no, frame? No, I think they believe that Mitt Romney is his own worst enemy. And I think that they believe if they get him irritated, that he that if you look at his past... Ted Kennedy debates, he's terrible at cutaways when he's getting attacked, the $10,000 bet, bet you 10000 that it is easy, they, they believe it is easy to get under Governor Romney's hand. I expect a very aggressive President Obama, not the one you saw there. What do you see? Two, two, so, two men. So, John, um, as the Curry Dvorak Consulting Group,
0: as we would write the script, which, of course, this entire thing will be scripted, um, how do you think it's gonna going to play out? Are we going to see uh cutaways where uh either the president looks weird or romney looks weird or are we going to have uh, romney say something it's going to be a smackdown i mean something brilliant has to happen here for the ratings obviously well there's
2: a couple of things one is there there's going to be uh, somebody pointed this out if you play the clip the clever line theory of debating uh, well, before I, before he I played it, this may not be the same clip. This is Reagan doing one. These guys all agree that both of these candidates have a couple of zingers. Uh-huh. And the, they exemplify it by the, what Reagan did with the Mondale, and I think it would be the clever line theory of debating would be the clip. Okay. One
9: way to do that is to have a clever line <laughs> And no one could deliver a line like Ronald Reagan. Also, I will not make age an issue of this campaign.
14: I am not going to exploit, for political purposes, my opponent's youth and inexperience.
11: With those words, Reagan turned concern that he'd gotten old and dotty on its head. Challenger Walter Mondale said later, when I heard that, I knew
9: I had lost.
0: So there's no doubt that when it comes to written jokes, President Obama will will just totally obliterate Romney. No doubt about it. I would agree. But I think one of our challenges, and maybe the
2: listeners uh, the listeners might try, we have to be able to catch the zingers. And then, let's both of us have big like a challenge. We have to catch the zingers and then report back on them. Okay. Can we do I that? Think on- there'll be, but there's going to be one each. Uh,
0: what do you mean, one each? Why are you putting limitations don't think Obama's on it? I mom is going to go out there with a million one liners, I hope. Um, all I want is for us to report this on Mumble. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you will have this fixed for the next show because it will work once you get the headphones sorted I'm gonna out. You're going to be in Port Angeles for the next show. Perfect. And
2: I won't have Mumble up there. <laughs> it's. You can download it and install it? Yeah, then I have to reset. We did, went through a lot of work to reset it to the settings that we had. <laughs> okay,
0: well, we'll do Skype for I, mean, I could... No, 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 no. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. You okay, know
2: what I think... You know, okay, here's the other one. <clears throat> um, this is the summary of debate strategies. This is kind of uh, interesting because everybody believes that the uh, this debate is going to be the only debate that's important. If Romney doesn't show up... the
1: election's over. For those of us who serve with him as governors, we're shocked that he's been such a poor candidate. Because he was a good governor, he was a good governor, he did some very impressive (laughs) things, and he's made every mistake in the book. So you can't just subscribe to the fact that President Obama's been a good candidate. He's a good candidate with a very tough economy.
14: But to some extent those were problems that were hard for him to overcome. The way he could have humanized himself, one of the ways was to talk about his religion. That was very difficult during the course of this campaign with a conservative evangelical an angelical base that was suspicious of mormonism the other thing he could have done was to talk about his record of governor well one of the main things of his record of governor was health care reform in massachusetts that also but was very hard for him it, to done.
1: he's <laughs> talking about it now he should have talked about it earlier it's a big achievement to cover it was 98 a very percent of the people of the
5: let's put this in the context of the debates chuck yeah. are you surprised that chrissy chrissy has decided and do you think the campaign the romney campaign is pleased with him saying hey First debate, hits it out of the park. Thursday morning, things are going to be totally different. Thank you, Chris Christie, though, for at least actually making the quote, whatever you want to call it, the gaffe, the honest gaffe. The fact of the matter is that has (laughs) to be what happens after this first debate. The narrative has to change. The polls have to move. Romney has to clobber the president in the first debate. If they don't move, it's all right. So in many ways, are they happy with it? I kind of think they needed the pep talk. Okay, I think the base needs the pep talk. They need to think that they have confidence in their guy, that he can stay. Stand toe to toe with the president. Now, I think this idea that they're both sides playing this ridiculous expectations game. I, another thing, I don't think either one of them are great one-on-one debaters. Right. Okay, uh, Romney hasn't proven that he's good on the second pivot, the second time you challenge on the follow. That's where he made his mistakes during the primary debates. Mm. And and Obama has a tendency to ramble. I, and and I think that's going to be interesting. I think. I look. I. Th-
2: okay. All right, so that's going to be... So, in other words, this is going to be the only debate, so this will be important. That's the only reason I got these clips. What do you mean this this will be the only debate? He's not going to win anything. Oh, okay. And then the final thing is they had the weird thing about this show. They had, of all people, the... um, You remember Ralph Reed? Yes, if you can hear me, I do. He was a... um, I guess he was kind of kicked out of the, the... he was a very important person in the Republican Party during much of the early uh, Bush campaign. And then he was caught with his, I don't know, he got it some corruption.
0: Oh, not in He's a, a toilet? a major
2: Christian guy. And we haven't heard from him for, since we started our show. Okay. So he's come back as a consultant, and he's one of the smartest guys I think I've ever run into in terms of, like, ability to throw talking points together. And I guess he's, he's doing something with Romney. He gives Romney here all the talking points you're going to be hearing on the debates, I predict, and Dick Gregory or Chip Gregory or Fred Gregory, whoever's <laughs> Gregory, uh, Gregory, ends up cutting him off and then going to a commercial, which is classic um, stuff you see
0: on these networks. And I need to know which clip it is. And that would be Romney talking
7: points. Ah, coming at you. He said that unemployment would never go above 8% if we passed his stimulus plan. It's never gone below 8%. He said that he would cut the deficit in half in his first term. He's, he's doubled it, and he's increased the national debt by 50%. He said he would change Washington. And put an end to the partisan rancor. Washington is more polarized and more paralyzed than it's been in the modern era. The Senate, which his party controls, has not passed a budget in three years, and we're 92 days from a fiscal cliff, which the CBO says is going to plummet us into a double. I mean, those might be broken
5: promises. I think people would challenge you on the idea that those, uh, those things are, are, are lies or somehow have a casual relationship with you. It, Let me get a, I want to get a break <laughs> here because we're going to come back and talk <laughs> more about these debates and get some. Ah, we got to go
0: to a break. You know what, here's, okay, so here are my talking points. Here's, and this has been launched, by the way, this is, and, and uh, it's a total scam, and I think it's hilarious, but this is um, what the real talking points are, uh, that are being put out into the, uh, onto the interwebs.
1: Obama! You, you got Obama.
3: Yes, everybody in Cleveland, low minority, got Obama fall. Keep Obama in president, you know? You gave us
0: a phone. <laughs> you gave you a phone. Did you see the Obama phone lady? Have you seen this video? No. Oh, this is great. This is the Obama phone lady because, you know, and by the way, this was started by I think even Clinton started this. You know, if you if you're on welfare, you can get a wireline service. You know, you get basically a telephone for nothing. Um, but of course, um, uh, the, our government. You know, has moved along with the times, and um, if you're on welfare, then you can uh, register and get a uh, a cell phone. It's not like a, not like an iPhone five, okay? But you get a cell phone with I think 250 minutes a month. You know, which is like you know, basically for emergencies. And this has been policy in America for a long time, but now they've got this great video of this lady, and I'll and I'll play. It, it repeats. I'll play it another 30 seconds, and she's like. You know, Obama gives us a phone, and Romney sucks. This is really, this, this is basically it. Here it comes.
9: How do you give you a phone?
3: You sign you up. and you're, you on food stamps, you on Social Security,
9: you got low income, you disability. I have voice. Okay, what's wrong with Romney again? Romney, he sucks. <laughs> hey. <laughs>
0: Listen to the beginning again where she's yelling about the phone. Obama.
3: You, you got Obama phone? Yes, everybody in Cleveland, no minority, got Obama phone. Keep Obama in president, you know? He what? gave us a phone. He he phone. Do
9: more.
0: <laughs> it cracks me up every single time. I haven't seen it, but it sounds fake. Oh, it, it's totally set up. It's totally set. There's a whole bunch of like set up people by the side of the road who are, you know, like protesting Romney or something. The whole It's a scam. The whole, it's part it's of the scam so, thing. It's kind
2: of a racist scam, don't kind you think? Kind of,
0: kind of. But the whole thing is funny because people actually buy into this and then, like, look at these a-holes, you know. And uh, by the way, of course, totally racist. Look at these black, black a-holes. All they want is a free phone. Where it's like, you know, this is nothing new. Uh, And it's a total setup, but it is, by the way, the woman is not an actor. I mean, she's, you know, she's been uh, clearly, uh, she's on drugs. There's no doubt about it, but it's hilarious. And this is being passed around the internet like, look how how crappy Obama's policies are. It's just funny. It's just
2: funny. Now I'm going to have to go
0: see it. And I can't go do it now. Something like helium. Yeah, but that's uh, in the show notes at four four eight dot You can find that under the video section. Uh okay, so I'm looking forward to that. Um I have no idea. Uh you know, it, it probably since this is put out by the Romney campaign, uh um, will be he'll be stupid enough to bring up the Obama phone. That's how dumb he is. No, that's right, he's not that dumb. Now you I don't know, man.
2: When he's in a pinch. No, he won't because, it's, 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 like you said, the phone went during the Bush administration. I mean, they've been giving people deals on phones for a while.
0: Yeah, but, you know, he's not good in a pinch. I don't think the guy has any... You, you know, think the guy's an idiot? Uh, excuse me? You think Romney's an idiot? Well, here's what I think. I'm not going to, by the way, I'm not going to argue with you if you feel that way. No, he's not, uh, of course he's not, I mean, uh, obviously, he and Obama, in that regard, are both idiots. I mean, that, that's... That's neither here nor there but when it comes to speaking to people um, and and just communicating uh, to a mass audience, Romney it is impossible for him to do that. he reminds me of a VC of a venture capitalist and and you know you you've been with VC guys and you know they can talk a big game and they can talk about you know blotty blotty blah invest and return and all this stuff. But when they have to talk to an actual human being about something kind of normal, they don't possess the skills. Do you know what I mean? They just, it's, I've seen this behavior. They just don't know how to talk like normal people. And that's what people need to hear. So I don't know how they're going to train this guy to do that because he comes across as a moronic robot. He comes across a little stiff. <laughs> yeah, that's my version. Okay, that's what you call a moronic robot. The guy, he, no, he just he doesn't have it. I, and what, is, what in God's name can he do to endear himself so that the public will buy into that? I mean, we obviously choose our presidents the same way that we buy our our soap powder. You know, it's whatever works on television. This guy does not have it. He's you know he's back from the fifties when we wanted the clean cut, square jawed president. You know, the Republican Party are boneheads for thinking this guy would be anything anything near what they need to win. There's no way. No way. No way. Ever. Not in a 100 million years. Unless, uh, you know, they rig the voting machines. Which is well, a, that's a, 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 <laughs> that's a real possibility. <laughs> but they a still possibility. might lose. Meanwhile, we have um, uh, a very interesting uh, election race going on in Georgia. And I'm not talking about the state. Uh, but I'm talking about the country. Now, of course, we know the importance of Georgia uh, for the, uh, the Caspian Sea, for the pipelines that are running uh, primarily uh, uh, for the Russians. And uh, we have the, the Kremlin now have brought in their own shill. We're going to see another color revolution. This is how Shakasvili, the crazy tie eating guy with the smoking hot wife, got into, uh, 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 got into power in the first place. Uh, through the Rose Revolution and this of course was completely sponsored by the Bush administration and uh, the current administration has uh, carried on with that and we of course we had Hillary Clinton there just recently and uh, making nice And so now these guys have put in a Shill billionaire and it looks like he's actually going to change um, things dramatically and turn over Georgia to uh, the Russians. Um, so that uh, they can enjoy all of the benefits of of the gas pipes.
15: Tens of thousands of supporters of Georgia's opposition coalition have rallied ahead of tomorrow's parliamentary elections tension's been rising after days of demonstrations over a prison brutality scandal that's come to dominate the campaign. The leader of the six-party Georgian Dream told the crowd in Tbilisi the days of the current government under President Saakashvili were numbered. Bidzina Ivanishvili used his final appeal to voters to challenge the government's record. All people are standing by us, including ethnic minorities, Azerbaijanis, Armenians, Jews. This is a great example to show the whole world that our nation deserves real democracy and real success. The billionaire has come under scrutiny over his Russian fortune, believed to be worth almost half of Georgia's economic output and alleged links to the Kremlin. The prison scandal has diverted attention from him, but it's also increased tensions. TV reports exposed prison guards abusing inmates. The government told Euronews it recognized there was a problem.
6: Torture was systemic in Georgian police, and it's not like that any longer. But prison system was somehow neglected. It was considered that prisons are calm, so it was considered that, okay, there might be some problems, but
0: not so serious. Now, you may be thinking that uh, America and uh, its allies are just sitting idly by And uh, letting all this take place, well, of course, we can't. So we pull out something, uh, uh, an old rabbit out of the hat.
15: Western organizations have called for restraint amid fears of election violence. The votes will be followed by a presidential election next year, after which power is due to be largely devolved to the new prime minister. So, of course, we're going to have observers on the ground who will be making sure that everything goes exactly,
0: uh, you know, fairly according to plan. Uh, And, of course, there will be riots uh, incited by... uh, uh, techno experts on many sides of many fences. So, this will be a fun one to watch. Observers. Vo- voting. Bring, the Russians should bring observers over to our country. Well, you know, <laughs> yes, that will be good. I
1: can just see that happening. So, there was a. Well, anyway, go on.
0: Well, so voting is, uh, uh, will conc- be concluded by tomorrow, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I, I think that there's so many distractions happening uh, for the U.S. And, and our allied forces that I think, the, I think Putin's going to get Georgia back. I think, I think he's actually going to pull it off. It might. Yeah, but that, that'll that, that, be the <laughs> end of the George Bush airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be Vlad Airport now. So um, what else we got? Oh, tons of stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking to you.
2: Oh, well I'm I'm going to run out of material because I lost a bunch of clips including a great uh, Stossel clip where he's at the University of North Carolina going over the new rules they have there where um, there's a clampdown on free speech in a lot of universities a very good uh, thing I can summarize. Uh it's apparently now uh, against the rules and you get expelled for telling a uh a dirty jo- or any joke that has a sexual connotation. Oh you cannot, uh, there's no way that you can ask or even imply that you want to have sex with somebody. <laughs> really? Yeah, Stossel said that means the way that he reads it is that means the only way you can have sex is to rape someone. Wow. And he's, uh, he's, he went on and on. It was quite interesting. That? And there apparently is this group uh, that is called FIRE, F-I-R-E dot org, I think, that is going to have to um, sue them over all these, and I t- when I started thinking about it, these were all very all politically correct uh, uh, ideas that I think all stem from Sheeville.
0: Yeah, I don't like calling it Sheville. I find that to be quite uh, quite nasty. Actually, I just like to call it Asheville. I think that's a little more correct. You know, I'm just trying to figure out why, they're,
2: they're, they're of all places, North Carolina, the home of Jesse Helms, has gotten this unbelievably politically correct.
0: Well, I think I think you just, you know, look, at the, we, they want to shut us down regardless. I mean, I, I don't see why that's so, you know, doesn't seem like that's all out of the ordinary of the program. So, you know, do it in schools. Isn't that kind of what it's all about? Isn't that where you teach the slaves how they're supposed to be? Well, it's getting to look like that, which is depressing. Speaking of which, um, when I was in Chicago... Um, you know, we uh, it was at, at Chuck and his and his lovely wife who had invited us, and we did this the whole conference, et cetera. And uh, they had already been complaining to me. I think we even talked on the show about some program that had started in their. And they have two sons, uh, young sons, and some program had started in school, and they were kind of you know wary of what was going on. So this time when we met them. Uh, they've both decided to homeschool their kids. Uh, which apparently in Illinois is very easy, and and they call it unschooling, not homeschooling, but unschooling.
2: Well, that's, hold, unschooling is a specific type of homeschooling.
0: Oh, tell me about it.
2: Unschooling, which we know people who have practiced this, uh, is not schooling the kids at all. It's just to let them do their own thing. You don't give them classes, you don't have them read books. If they don't want to learn how to read, that's too bad. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, it's unschooling. There's no schooling. It's yeah. not homeschooling. It's no schooling. Right. Unschooling.
0: Sounds good. Sounds no. like a
2: winner. Yeah, everybody, the result of all unschooled people are complete idiots.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. You had this on uh, high authority? I mean, uh, Yeah,
2: by the kids that we know that have been
0: unschooled. Okay. So do you think that uh, there can be a period of unschooling up until a certain age. These are like the women who have babies and they don't, they think it's
2: bad to change their diapers and let them crawl around the house and crap all over the place? No, that's not like them. That's absolutely not like them. That's that's, that's. Unschooling is the same thing. Uh, I, I have to disagree. Now, I think they may have been misusing the word. I think they were just misusing if the word. Yeah. they said unschooling, they may have meant homeschooling, but unschooling yeah. is very specific to people that do not educate their kids at all. Okay.
0: Well, I, I think that uh, there was a misuse of the word uh but let me tell you the reason why they pulled their kids out of school what the what the the straw was that that broke the camel's back they had a slave exercise in school and this is chicago school where half the kids uh they had their hands bound uh with uh, you know like uh, plastic uh you know one of those you know the plastic th- um uh, handcuffs uh or, was, or this this is at marquita side high school <laughs> I don't know what the name of the. It's not a high school. These kids are in in uh, lower the school. S and M grammar school. <laughs> so they they uh, you know were like um, you know, kind of like maybe rubber bands or whatever. So they had their, their wrists bound together, half the class, and then they had to go into uh, into the, like an auditorium, and they all had to lay down side by side, you know, like the slaves were in the slave ship with the lights out, and they had to stay that way, and they weren't allowed to move, so they could witness what it was like to be a slave. No, nothing like it would. would, Okay, but yeah, that's fun. Whoever came up with that idea should have been fired, (laughs) right? But then when they when they brought this up, what they got from the school was, well, you're the only parents who have complained about it, which I believe, by the way. Yeah, it's possible because most parents don't even
2: know what's going on, and the kids don't say anything. But how crazy is that?
0: It's scandalous. It should have been an article (laughs) in the Chicago Tribune. (laughs) It's insane. Yeah, it should, it, in fact, I think they should write the article. Um, no, actually, someone says that it might have been written up somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it was at Oprah Elementary School, actually. That's uh, <laughs> that's where it took place. Uh, but i just like, wow. I was like, that's actually happening in, in public school in Chicago? Uh, by the way, uh, a predominantly white public school, I would have to point out. You know, go try this on the south side of Chicago. See what happens then. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, really. A, like, I was, just, I was just, I was really surprised. I was like, "Oh my well, god!" Well, there's a
2: million of these stories about these schools, and they, they're always trying these crazy ideas, and it's like pointless, and it's uh, not educational at all. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe
0: well, they, they just, I don't know. I hadn't heard of this before, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's that's pretty pretty outrageous." And then one other thing I heard, which I wanted to share with you, um, regarding. Uh, China and Japan and these islands. Um, I bumped into, I were here in Los Angeles for a Ms. Mickey's art show. Uh, one of her good friends has, actually, he's now an architect in China and he lives in Beijing. And he's one of these guys that really has immersed himself into the Chinese culture. In fact, it's kind of annoying because when he's talking to you, uh, he'll say something, he'll, he'll, he'll answer you, but he'll say it in Chinese first and then dissect the sentence so it'd be like, I want to hand you the coffee mug. And he does that with every sentence. So it was very tiring to get the following story out of him. Because I said, what is the deal with you know with, with these like clearly government-sponsored riots uh, about these stupid islands that no one cares about? And he gave me, which I thought was a really, really good answer. And um, it is indeed uh, that the Chinese are still extremely pissed about uh, uh, the Japanese and the uh, the scorched earth uh, campaign. What was it called, uh, John? The uh the rape of Manchuria. Yes, where they. I mean, they they literally they. I mean, they just hacked people to bits, right? They were cutting women's breasts off and just it, it was it was really really a horrible thing. Right. And and they killed a lot of people. Yeah. And they so they they occupied this little tiny nation, Japan, compared to China, occupied China for uh, how long was it? That they
2: Well it was only this one area of China, Manchuko. Right. But it was I don't know how long it was. It was a, almost a decade, I
0: believe. Yeah. But it was based on this on this incredible fear and terror that they had brought upon uh, the Chinese people because of these these atrocities that they had um uh, just the, the, the what's the word I'm looking for? For the atrocities that they'd committed upon uh, these Chinese people. And so, you know, the guy's like, you know, this is because of this. And I said, like, well, but why do the Chinese still care? I mean, it makes no sense. Why are they still pissed off about this? And then he said, ah, you have to understand, this is because of a movie. And this is what I thought was really interesting. Christian Bale did a movie called The Flowers of War. And this came out... Uh, last uh, the, this past uh, Christmas in China, and it's by a very famous uh, 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 director, uh, Chinese director Zhang Jimu, I think is how I uh, pronounce it. Uh, but he's he's done like you know the House of Flying Daggers. He's done tons of tons of big movies. But ha- you know having Christian Bale in this, and he says if you go see that movie, which I have not yet seen on Netflix, um, the Japanese. And it, and it of course is exactly about what happened, about these atrocities. But he says the Japanese have been portrayed as these hairy, you know, the makeup is like they're hairy. They've got these really crazy slitty eyes, with you know that that have these this crazy look in them. Exactly the way that we discussed on the previous episode, you know, how the Germans were depicted to get World War One started. Uh, et cetera, et cetera, how we're now portraying the uh, the Syrian regime. He says it's all because of this movie and the Chinese, they're so feeble-minded, his words, that they really don't know anything that when they saw this movie, they just went into a complete frenzy and this has been used continuously by the Chinese government um, to make the, to drive them into this crazy demonstration mode.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I heard there was something going on because there's an anniversary, I guess, of this. The, the state... Uh... The Manchu state began in 1932, and then the Empire of Manchuria began in 1934, and it was never ended. It did, this was the occupation of China by the Japanese, ended in 1945.
0: Hmm. And then on the, uh, on the Japanese side...
2: Uh, and, uh, by the way, there's a, if you can find the book, there's a really good book written about this that kind of gets you a feeling for what it was like. It's called Bushido. Bushido. I don't the author's name, but it was written in the 40s, I think.
0: And so on the Japanese side, um, according to the Chinese and my and our friend, uh, it's really the Tokyo mayor who is—he's the, the one that's saying, "Oh, we're going to go buy the islands." And this guy's just an a-hole, and he—he uh, he actually is up for re-election, and so he's kind of posturing and pandering. So you know, again, it's—it's it's basically the elites. Uh, uh, going back and forth and of course the real deal is about the gas and the oil which he didn't even know about. This is, this is what was interesting. He's like, oh, I don't know about any gas or oil around those islands. Yeah, you might want to look into that. But it was just amazing how, um, you know, how because we've seen the riots and you and I were both like, ah, oh, this is all set up and it is kind of but the mind control has come once again through media and I just find that fascinating that this one movie has been able to do that. It doesn't surprise you though. No, it doesn't surprise me, but I mean, it was nice to get some kind of confirmation, and now I think we should go watch the movie.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think we should.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm gonna show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. Let's go watch
12: the movie!
2: Yeah, I might as well. Let's thank a few people for helping us out on this show. Corey uh, Gigliotti in uh, Coquitlam, I'm sorry, Coquitlam, Port Coquitlam in uh, B.C., Canada, Canada. One, one, two, three, four, five. Home of the Canadian hero Terry Fox and the Canadian mass killer Robert Picton. Very nice. I've been saying that's not a great question. Much too often not to pass along some thanks for the best podcast in the universe. Thanks for all you do in the Karma Shot for your continued success. Thank you very much.
3: You've got karma.
2: Riley Henneman in Seattle, Washington, not too far from uh, B.C., Eleven one eleven eleven. Interesting. Been a listener for three weeks. Oh, and brand new to the show. Welcome. Devouring past shows at an unsettling pace. Considering the hours of value bestowed upon me so far, the donation is a pittance for not donating my first day listening. huh? (laughs) Give me a hey, citizen, two to the head, little girl, shut up, slave.
0: Uh, Hey, citizen, two to the head, little girl, shut up, slave. Hey, Hey, citizen, citizen, two to the head, (laughs) shut up, slave. There you go. Hmm.
2: Uh, Intellisolve Corporation from Wildwood, Missouri... $111.11 from Russ in Wildwood. The dedication that John and Adam have shown over the past five years in developing the best podcast in the universe is
0: outstanding. Oh, no, please don't ask for a jobs job. Oh, he's doing it. No. He'd appreciate some jobs, jobs, jobs karma.
2: (laughs) Just give him some karma. We'll get the jobs, jobs, jobs later.
3: You've got karma
0: in case you didn't know it uh, or in case you didn't realize it i'm still on the road we're still in los angeles uh the next two shows will be road shows once again so there are some things you know there's some skype issues and some other issues and but we're we're still bringing you the show and he also didn't bring the jobs jobs just because nobody's asked for it until last uh, show and but now it's become like a big joke it's like oh yeah, it let's ask adam joke. for jobs jobs, <laughs> jobs. <laughs> that'll Back be Tutor. hilarious
2: Marengo in chicago uh, Five year anniversary. Kate and I have enjoyed listening to you from the heart of Gitmo Nation Corruption, Chicago, Illinois. Yes. 55.55 uh, 55 from each of us in the morning. Uh, Sir Howard Gutnecht. Gutknecht. Gutnecht <laughs> in Seattle, Washington. 102. Uh, this happy birthday donation for his son, Carrie, who turns 30 on October 2nd, off stream. Uh, he's going to be around in, right. uh, wherever you're headed. He's in D.C. I, I think yeah. uh, Peter McConnell in Stockholm, New Jersey. Hundred dollars. Donation is in honor of my brother, Jim, who turns 37 this week. He could use a dedouching some huntsman karma so that he'll be finally He'll finally come visit his little brother in China. Oh, that's nice. Oh, he's actually in Suzhou. Pete um, in Suzhou. I've been there. That's the, they got all good. It's just a cool little town, I have to say. Uh, I don't know. It's probably been changed since I was there. It was t- 10
0: years ago. Yeah, they probably have a statue of they the They have an amusement park <laughs> there with a small roller coaster. <laughs> they have a statue of John C. Dvorak there. You should go back, I, see what happens.
2: I, I, if I know he's there. I know exactly what to ask him for. All right, let me give him a. An uh, happy birthday, Jim, and thanks, John and Adam, for the great analysis and no ads. That's right.
13: You've been deduced. Oh, oh. oh.
3: You've got karma.
2: El Cid Campeador in Sapulpa, Oklahoma. Uh, El Cid Campiador from the fifth column. Since donations are low, big karma shot for the greatest podcast in the universe. Keep up the great work. Hundred dollars. How awesome is El Cid?
0: You've got karma. I mean, he's, he donates every single week. He he donates, yes. Yeah, It's not, it doesn't uh, go unnoticed, El Cid. Thank you can, so much. he's not a Sir El Cid? Um, he might be very soon. Hmm. Kevin in San Diego.
2: 8343. This is Night Me Now. He's got to give us some numbers, and it looks like he's a knight. Yeah, yeah. WJRA Audio Design. Give me a call. Uh, in the morning, John and Adam, uh, this uh, Will J. Robertson. Uh, this 7910 is for my birthday on Monday, October the 1st, and the year I was born, yes, that makes this my 33rd magic number birthday.
8: That's a magic number.
2: Also, strangely enough, my brother Cameron's birthday is Tuesday the second. We are six days, six years and a day apart. Apparently, the parents only screwed once a year uh, on oh, the same exact day. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> we are six years and a, six days, six years and a day apart. He's younger than I, and not a listener or donor. Though I keep trying. Anyways, I could use a karma shot for my new dating site that I'm starting. It is secondamendmentmatch.com, aimed at those of us who love our freedom to bear arms and seek a match who shares that interest. Oh, hold gun on a second. shooters.
0: <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> Let me check this site out. Hold on a second. Second Secondamendmentmatch.com. This sounds like a winner. Hold on. Uh, second, uh, It's so catchy, too, to write it in. Amendmentmatch.com. Let's see. Uh, If I have a oh, Second Amendment. uh, Oh gosh. See, maybe he hasn't got it up yet. No, no. no. Well, uh, this is the problem. It's it's you know it's a second. It's not easy to type in.
2: Well, spell it when you put it up there. it is: Second
0: Amendment Match.com. Seeking funding. Okay. Okay. Sounds like a Kickstarter project. My Sounds idea to good, go man. well
2: as your no agenda dating side idea from last Sunday show. Keep up the great work and all the best uh, in Dos
0: Palos, California. And here we go. right well, Hold on, hold on. First he needs his karma shot. Let me give that to him. Oh, karma, what yes.
3: Karma.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. Now I'm ready for you.
4: Sixty nine. Sixty nine, dudes.
0: Hey now.
2: Okay, so I, I counted up last. Show 6969 and it was the record breaker of all time. It was the sixty, it was the mother of all sixty-nine sixty-nine donation days. Yay. With twenty two. Wow. Can we beat it? No. Well, well, let's find out. Gary Stuttered, 6969, value for value. No comment from Christopher Gray, Grand Blanc, Michigan, 6969. Tony, or Taylor I'm sorry Taylor Taylor Kuzella in Las Vegas Nevada 6969 uh, I can't stand it when you two get testy on the show and I hope a little 6969 will smooth things over years ago I set up an automatic $15 a month payment in my bank and I just switched to fifty five fifty five, I encourage all <laughs> listeners to pony up even if it's only $10 or $15 a month Adam I don't need any jingles or dancing monkeys. I only ask that you both keep analyzing, deconstructing for as long as you can. Taylor.
0: <laughs> All right. I, I, I don't think I said we would bring in dancing monkeys, but okay.
2: Jason Stevens. Sir Jason Stevens to you. Also in Las Vegas. 6969 without comment. Uh, Matthew Polikowski. In Lakewood, Ohio. 6969. Donation from Matthew Polikowski of Lakewood to his brother, Brian Polakowski of Westerville, Ohio. John Adam, I bid you both. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Whatever the case may be. This was to be a drunken donation, but alas, I have run out of rum and I'm able to, and I am too full from dinner full from dinner to continue onward with beer. So this is a comfortably numb donation. I would like to wish my brother, Brian, a happy 33rd and he goes on with the date. Uh, he would like no better gift than a streak continuing donation to the best podcast in the universe and possibly the multiverse. <coughs> Prove me wrong. Brian's a fantastic father and husband who'll be teaching his daughters to see the world for what it really is. I hope I only end up hating him and his crazy uncle Matt for his life lessons. Would you please deduce and karma for him to keep up the good work? Yes, absolutely.
13: <laughs> You've been
3: deduced. You've got karma.
2: Chad Biederman in Round Lake, Illinois, 6969. You've been pronouncing my last name correctly. Other than that, I've got nothing to say. Eric Mackey, the shill. Hey, hey. Send, he jumped on the bandwagon 6969. Good for him. Yeah, but he has no uh, note. Without a, comment. Scott he, Spencer. <laughs> well, you can go to noagendination.com if you want to comment. Uh, Scott Spencer's Black Knight, Scott, in Dawsonville, Georgia, 6969. Black Knight, Scott, to you, Sir Scott. Keep it with the streak. Keep up the streak. Matthew Wittering in Bedford, Bedfordshire. Just karma, please.
3: You've got karma.
2: Warren Carroll in Des Moines, Washington. 6969. 69. My wife is returning from a deployment to Afghanistan soon, so I thought 6969 was a fitting donation to welcome her home. Yeah. Secondly, the guy on Twitter that was yelling at Adam was responding to a tweet that I sent to Joe Rogan about having Adam on the the podcast and I get a douchebag call out for the Twitter troll Douchebag. <laughs> yeah, Damien Tayman. Sir Damien Tayman in Perth no comment, Richard bangs, oh I'm sorry did I skip one, yeah, uh, anonymous in Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania, 6969 would like to remain anonymous, I listened to show 425, the pipeline report and not stop listening <laughs> makes me think he's got it on repeat <laughs> My brother turned me into the greatest podcast in the universe. Fact! Please give him a douchebag for not donating. Douchebag! My wife is pregnant with a third human resource. Can we please have some karma? The whole Haiti scam really gets under my skin.
0: He wants just a combo. Send- okay, sorry. You, you got it. Yeah, just send your cash, douchebag, two to the head, combo, really? Karma. Uh, Let me see. Uh, I don't know if you got all these... Yeah, no, 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 I got it. I got it, I got it, I got it. Here it comes.
12: We need
0: cash. I know a lot of people want to
9: send blankets or water. Just send your cash. <laughs> one
2: Any of the thoughts? clips I wanted uh-huh. that I lost. Oh, and it's hey, a long, hey John. I, hey John. I, I, I lost a clip which was Hillary uh, moaning about uh, I think of the earthquakes or something on one of her little speeches. Yeah. And she, you know she says she says I, we we need people to send send water. And blankets. No, really? <laughs> yeah, and I've no, first so there's something going on in Libya. She's going to have $15 million going to Libya, and she says, send water and blankets. I'm thinking, well, they probably don't. They could use the water. I'm sure they don't need the blankets. Roy well, I mean, Pingle in Brooklyn, New York, no comment, 6969. Uh, Richard Bangs, North Bethesda, Maryland, 6969. And that ends our segment. 69!
8: 69, 69, dudes!
0: 69. The grand total? 14. <laughs> I told you we'd never we'd never make it again. There's no way. No way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs>
2: Jason Stevens, Sir Jason Stevens in Las Vegas. We got a lot of Las Vegas donors today for some reason. 69.68. I hope to be front running in the spirit of Goldman Sachs, a whole lot of awesomeness. He's back running because it would have been 69.70 if you want to get up in front. Hugo Aguiar in Cortiba. Paran something. Where is that? Can you get the whole thing? This is uh, Maybe Paraguay. Oh. I don't know. Drunk donation. Keep the show going. Please give a call out to all the Caliente Latino listeners. Thanks, guys. Hola. 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 Blaze in Hoboken, New Jersey. 5555. Uh, Happy fifth anniversary. May I please have some calculus exam success karma. Please add me to the birthday list. First name Blaze only. My birthday is Thursday. Wow, well, yeah, right. For John today. Five more years.
3: You've got. There karma. is your uh, calculus
0: exam. Karma.
2: You should really ace it. And do Richter in Wayne, Michigan. Fifty-five, fifty-five. Notice that there's been at least one donor from Gitmo Nations Mitten, Michigan, for the past four shows. I'd like to challenge my fellow Michiganders to get a real streak going. Don't be a douche. I think somebody else will donate. They won't. You need to do it, citizen. Hey, citizen. Please give a douchebag to all in Michigan who haven't donated and a karma recharge for myself.
3: You've got karma.
0: Tom Schuring in Wheelers Hill, Victoria, 5555. Five more years. Yeah, these, of course, are our uh, fifth anniversary donation uh, amounts, the 5555. And when is our 5th anniversary? What is the exact date again, John? October 26th. Wow. And how do, really October 26th. Hmm. Okay. So we started 2008 7 7 2007. Wow. Yeah, wow. I know. I can't believe I'm not bored of you. That's weird. Mm. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> David mass <laughs>
2: Massiangelo. 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 Angelo. Peoria, Arizona. Lots of Italians down there. 55, 55, John, I'm drunk to read this properly. Happy five-year anniversary to Ojeta's show. <laughs> it's definitely the best podcast in the universe. A couple of years ago, my friend Matt Prunier of Phoenix hit me in the mouth, and I was immediately hooked. I know he donated back on show 200, but he clearly his wallet has stiffened up since he's reverted back to being a boner. So give him a douchebag. Douchebag. i request some small business karma for my wife who's getting ready to grow her event management business. VantageManagementSolutions.com If her business grows enough, maybe I can stop commuting to work and be a stay-at-home slob. So I know that's my true calling. Thanks for the entertaining analysis and media assassination. All right.
3: <laughs> You've got karma.
2: If he stays at home, then he won't be able to listen to the show. Kenneth Godwin in Vacaville, California, 5555. Also, Kent, Sir Kent O'Rourke, Frostburg, Maryland. David Alston, Yukon, Oklahoma. Aaron Guzman in Redding, California. David, Han- or Dan Hendershot in Richland, Washington. Oh, it's fifty-five, fifty-five. We got a good group in here. P. and Maastricht. That's interesting. Fifty-five, fifty-five. Please read this haiku Herman poem, Drunk, followed by two to the head. Different colors, tongues, towers, and gods. I search my way. A moment of reflection. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. <laughs> I love me a good haiku Herman haiku.
2: He said, last donation, he requested some karma for a startup business, and he got get laid karma instead. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Oh, I hate it when that happens. We don't control the nature of the karma. (laughs) I hate it when that happens. When you want your business to succeed and you get laid instead. This is no good. No. (laughs) Ryan Villius
2: in Mesa, Arizona. uh, 5555. Short-time donor. First-time donor. Found this new show after Adam's recent appearance on This Week in Bloggers. Huh?
0: I'm not, you were on This Week in Bloggers? I don't even know what that is. Well, you were on it. I, I was not on Oh, maybe that's what he calls Twit, This Week in Bloggers. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's what it is. That's what the show oh, is. funny. It's a slam. Well, it's a good like one, it. Ryan. It's a good one. I like it.
2: Yeah. Uh, while I might not always agree with every theory. Well, I hope not. I love the free and open-minded dialogue between John and Adam. If possible, like a shot of karma in the morning for my Cisco test this Monday. Last, Adam, have you thought about using some kind of multiple 4G, 3G solution when you're on the road? Several options exist. Check out mushroomnetworks.com or livestream.com for a few examples. I don't rep either company. Just throwing it out there. No, well, the f- keep up the great. The first work.
0: thing, the real, really, the only thing we got to do is we just have to get the uh, the mumble to work because I feel that will uh, help us out a lot. And uh, I, I'm actually going to have to disconnect the Skype in a minute because we're going back to simplex over mode. But here's your karma. Thank you all. We'll look at the websites.
3: You've got karma.
2: And the last fifty-five, fifty-five donations from Ollie Neiman or Norman Neiman, Neiman norby stockholm i've been a fan for years also been very cheap
0: (laughs) well you're from stockholm
2: the show has been so good lately i just have to contribute to the anniversary do some swedish news and i'll donate more didn't he just say this already we had another swede that did that
0: Um, well send us some news let us know what's going on up there Sir Schnorrstein. Yeah, you know we. Uh, I, I think we missed his uh, his donation or his donation note on the previous show. Did, did you get his email? Because I wanted. Uh, let me just read this to you. Uh, May eleventh, Adam and John, I suffered a. This is our our North Pole. Uh, uh, he's a he's a knight up there in the North Pole. You know, he's been all the beautiful pictures and he's got the snowmobiles and the rifles. Yeah, rifle. he's great. Right. Yeah. Uh, May 11th, because we hadn't heard from him for a while, I suffered a cardiac arrest caused by a serious ventricular fibrillation while exercising. Luckily, there were some people nearby that witnessed this. After eight minutes of CPR, the heart was restarted using a defibrillator. I was taken to the mainland in an air ambulance. After a few days at hospital, I suffered a stroke. Oh, geez. It took another several days to recover from that. After two weeks at the hospital, I got an implantable cardioverter defibrillator defibrillator uh, also known as the icd to prevent the worst if i should suffer another ventricular fibrillation event again in august i went back to the hospital had a successful cardioversion and i've also had some follow-up after the stroke luckily i have no physical problems after the stroke and the doctors tell me to take it easy not stress the brain or heart i will probably be on sick leave for several months but i should live for a full life so, Adam and John, life is full of surprises. Nothing is certain. I'm extremely grateful that everything has turned out so well. And I appreciate the things around me even more. And that's why uh, his donation has actually put him above the double uh, night mark. And uh, he sends kind regards from the high arctic. And, we, and, we, and let me just send the guy some karma here. I mean, This is crazy.
3: You've got karma. We were kind of
0: wondering why we hadn't heard from him for a while. And you know, now it's like whenever I don't hear from one of our knights, I'm like, damn, maybe dead. God. sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're happy Sir Snorterstein is back up and running. Good. With his implant. But we have to go visit him. Yeah, quickly, apparently. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> but I'd like to
2: go up there and drive around on a snowmobile up in the North Pole and sh- area. And shoot some polar bears. <laughs> I don't think you want to run into polar bears. I don't think there's that many in that area. <laughs> Keith Van Dyke is our last donor for today's show uh, in South Australia. $50, no comment. And that concludes our segment for show 448. We want to thank everyone who uh, contributed and uh, we hope that we continue on our merry way for show 449.
0: Yeah, and of course that show will be coming to you from Washington, D.C. Uh, it, uh, it may be a bit of a challenge again, but John and I will uh, definitely try to work on the communication systems and all you need to do is support us by going to
3: dvorak.org.
13: Slash
0: N-A. And I'm just looking here. I don't think this, uh, this donation from our uh, night in Dallas, Dave Koss, he's a black knight, came in on time to make the list. Uh, but apparently the earthquake machine went off in Dallas last night. Uh, twice. Dallas. Uh, yeah. Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah. They're obviously
2: fracking around it there must somewhere. Be,
0: must be. Um, Anyway, uh, uh, so I'm going to uh, put him into the birthday segment, even though he hasn't officially made it in. But I'd hate for his birthday not to be celebrated appropriately. Uh, Kicking off there with Dave Koss. Congratulations and happy birthday to you, sir. Uh, Further on the list, Sir Howard Gutknecht. Congratulations to son, Kerry, turning 30 on the 2nd of October. Peter Cornell says happy birthday to his brother. Jim turns 37. Will J. Robertson, he turns 33 on the 1st. That'll be tomorrow, which, of course, is the start of National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Matthew Pulowski says happy birthday to his brother. Brian turned 33 on the 29th. Yesterday, Blaze will be celebrating on the 4th. And Bobby Villanueva congratulates her husband Josh West all of you of course receive hearty congratulations from your buddies here at the best podcast in the universe
11: it's your birthday yeah.
0: in fact I want to play that jingle the best
11: podcast in the
0: universe slash n a and may I have Kevin in San Diego step forward to the podium please Kevin, today with your off-numbered donation, you have finally reached, as you already concluded, the status of Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. And that means that you will receive everything that we have in store for you, including the title, Knight, Sir Kevin. Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable for you, sir. Hookers and blow, rent boys and chardonnay, hot pants and booze, Wenches and beer, or jars and scars, or something like that. Someone sent me a note, I forgot what it was. Jars and scars. Yeah, it was jars and some Jars and junk. I don't remember it. Was jars as in the moonshine. Oh, I uh, can't remember. Well, uh, you know that brings it.
2: But <laughs> brings it why why. Oh, everybody's giving me crap about. Oh, yeah, NASCAR began. Oh, yeah. NASCAR began oh, yeah. with the Boonshiners <laughs> and, the bo- yeah. and the bootleggers and they're oh, driving yeah. real fast, and they, yeah. so they decided to race yeah. instead yeah. of that's right running from revenueers What you're basically saying is, the argument.
0: What you're saying is you were wrong. No, no oh, no. oh, okay. I've, I've
2: been still so re- working on it, but everything I see more and more looks like a folk tale of folklore. Something to jazz up the rather boring beginnings of NASCAR.
0: Okay. That's which fine. began
2: in Daytona, Florida, by the way, in 1948, some 15 years <laughs> after the end of Prohibition. But <laughs> I that, why pay any attention to that? And so then somebody comes up and they say. Mm-hmm. Well, NASCAR itself and their new museum. They make a move. And so... Uh, <laughs> it literally went you know, like that? I Took looked
0: into this, too. This is right. bull crap. All right, let me call you back. Hold on.
6: Because oh, yeah.
0: uh, it's no fun when we do... We, we can't have an interactive chat. Uh, and it just doesn't work for me. So let's try this again. This is new behavior that Skype has uh, is showing us. This is us. Microsoft. Yeah. And, and, and this is why we have to get, uh, I mean, we have to get Mumble running. Because it will work. Yes, it will. What we need is the old Skype. Yeah, but, the, you know, we got forced into upgrades. I don't think we can go back. It doesn't matter because it, we may not even be doing peer-to-peer anymore. It may be all running through uh, Redmond. Who knows? Mumble will work. You just have to get the headphone part working. That'll be fine. It's going to work. We're going to get it to work.
2: Come on. I
0: didn't like
2: the sound of you on Mumble. You
0: sound really good right now. Yeah, well, you sounded great on Mumble. Well, and I guess that's all that counts. Yes, indeed. Jobs. Jobs. Jobs, jobs. That's all I could find. You found one. Well, I found kind of one, so I wanted to throw that. Well, out as for I everybody.
2: was saying, I'm working on this NASCAR thing. I'm going to debunk <laughs> the whole thing, but I'm going to. I
0: want to really back it up with a lot of facts. All right, yeah, you're fact checking the uh, the whole story. Is that what you're doing? You're fact checking, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right, let me uh, let me take you into Syria for a moment. Uh, first of all, thank you all so much for uh, sending me the flyer. Because, uh, of course, you'll recall we had. Um, Uh, David Cameron speaking at the uh, United Nations General Assembly, talking about how children were used for target practice, all based upon this report from SaveTheChildren.org. And uh, so a lot of people did find the report. However, this a report doth not maketh. Uh, They've created an 18-page PDF. Have you seen this thing, John? I'm sure someone sent it to you as well. No one sent it to me. Uh, It is literally a flyer. And they and they and it's beautifully done. I mean, it's well produced. No, what do you mean? No, it's not. It can't be a flyer. That's not what they said. It's a flyer. It's no, no, no. That can't be true.
2: <laughs> oh, you mean
0: it has to be a report? Is that what you? Yeah, mean? yeah,
2: yeah. A deep, uh,
0: d- detailed report, probably about seventy-five pages. No, it is eighteen pages. Each page contains a child. Uh, the title of the re- the flyer is "Untold Atrocities: The Stories of Serious Children." And I'm like, well, okay, so I'll read through this. It just has pictures. It has beautiful pictures of uh, these children. And uh, so here's Hassan. He's 14 years old on the right-hand side of the page. They created a, they create a human shield of children. I saw this with my own eyes. And this is what the report is, you see. Um, so I'm sorry. And, and, and although these stories may all be 100% true... This is not a report. It has no business being called a report. It is a flyer with no backup, no um, uh, no historical information, no locations even, and it is a it is shameful, shameful that this is being used as a report to do whatever the plan is in Syria. And and I and I encourage you to to look at it. It'll be in the uh, clips and stuff section of uh, the show notes. Uh, 448.nashownotes.com, untoldatrocities.pdf. Um, and in fact, it, it, even for um, Cameron to say that they were using children as target practice, is even that is untrue because there's only one story in the entire uh, brochure. And here it is. I was on the street. This is re- uh, as told by Munther, M-U-N-T-H-E-R, 10 years old. He was shot in the head. He fell forward in a praying position. I was on the street when the bullets were first fired. We were standing outside school. We just posed for a photo. There were lots of children around. Then the shooting started. There was chaos. Everyone was screaming. There were bullets and blood everywhere. A boy called Amjad was standing next to me. He was shot in the head. Uh, They were taking bets on if they could, uh, could shoot him, and it was not a clean shot. That's the report, John. Who is taking bets, and how did he know that? That's my point exactly. It's shameful. This actually is child abuse to even consider using children for such a shameful report. Now, atrocities happen everywhere, and particularly when there's fighting. So I'm not saying that that these things don't happen. In in every crazy, effed-up war... But for this to be called a report is an outrage of epic proportions, particularly if the media and politicians are saying there's a report. It's not a report.
2: Anyway. I wonder if Cameron is is
0: suckered by Internet hoaxes. (laughs) I wonder if he believes we ever landed on the moon. Here is uh, a report. Uh, As we've uh, reached a new red line, this of course has nothing to do with Iran, Or Israel. No, no, no. The red line is now being used everywhere we can use
11: it. Well, Wolf, Defense Secretary Panetta, a little bit unexpectedly getting right into the latest intelligence, what he knows and what he doesn't know about serious chemical weapons.
0: So, this is all about the chemical weapons, John. And uh, I don't know. You're going to hear Panetta. You tell me if the guy actually knows anything.
11: A top Syrian opposition group claims it captured these missiles in Damascus and said they had been adapted to carry chemical and biological warheads. CNN cannot independently confirm the claim.
0: So they're showing Google uh, Earth on the screen. And they have some guys screaming in the background. And this is now proof that they have uh, stolen some of the chemical weapons. And apparently Barbara, the Pentagon correspondent, asked Panetta about it in, uh, in a briefing. And he's not, he's, like, he's like completely full of, this is how they put together a, a bullcrap report, okay? So you get the unconfirmed video with Google Earth footage. Then you ask Panetta a question who answers like this.
11: But now a new admission from Defense Secretary Leon Panetta. Serious chemical weapons have been on the move and he's not sure what exactly has happened.
12: There uh, has been uh, intelligence that uh, there have been some moves that have taken place. uh, Where exactly uh, that's taken place, uh, we don't know.
0: I didn't even hear him use the word chemical weapons. I mean, that's how poor this is. Let's continue and see what we no, can... Well, 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 I thought he said it at the beginning, no? No, no, we didn't say chemical weapons. She said chemical weapons.
11: Aneta insists that Bashar al-Assad's forces still control the major chemical and biological sites, but there are security concerns.
12: There has been some intelligence that, uh, that uh, with regards to some of these sites, uh, that there has been some movement in order to... For the, for the syrians to better secure uh what they the chemicals rebels chemicals
0: now he's saying chemicals now mm. now how do we bring this together we have to have another unconfirmed uh, video another unconfirmed report and then we'll bring a really old video from the president to wrap it up with a red line remark
11: clearly are making a public play that they can get to the weapons. On this video, a narrator points to satellite imagery of what he says is a chemical weapons warehouse in Damascus and a tunnel that connects the warehouse to a military airport the video cannot be independently confirmed Panetta knows rebels are on the hunt he doesn't know if they have succeeded.
12: I don't have any specific information about uh, the opposition and whether or not uh, they've obtained some of this or how much they've obtained uh, and uh, just exactly what's taking place.
11: President Obama has said a tight lid must stay on the Syrian arsenal
12: we have been very clear to the Assad regime but also to other players on the ground that a red line for us is we start seeing a whole bunch of chemical weapons moving around or being utilized.
0: So this is a completely concocted report. There is not a single fact, a single verifiable statement. The word chemical weapons is only used in an old piece of video from the president. They are setting it up Complete, complete setup for something to happen. Fabricate. What was this? CNN. Oh man, that's Co- terrible. Completely concocted the whole thing. Yeah, it is. That's that's really embarrassing. And, and you know, I, I, but you know the way they do it is so incredibly smart. Because, you know, they say chemical weapons and they just play a clip. And when you see Panetta, the guy's not like freaking out. He's like, "Uh, well, what is this question? Uh, Well, okay. uh, 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 Did you see Netanyahu with that stupid diagram? Oh man! You mean the the Acme Corporation bomb that he uh, that he drew <laughs> with a with a fuse with a burning fuse? Yeah, I, I mean, what is that the way these things go off? You light a fuse and boom! <laughs> I actually have uh, where is it? Uh, when he did this thing, you could you could literally smell the magic marker as he drew the red line on the uh, <laughs> on the on his little uh, graph there. Hold on a sec. <laughs> Actually, I had, a, um, I had an analysis from the New York Times, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, let me just see. Where is it? Here's the, uh, okay, so here's BB. oops. All right, here's uh, Bibi Netanyahu drawing the red line at the U.N. General Assembly. The
9: facts, and they are, where should a red line be drawn? A red line should be drawn right here.
0: Oh, can you smell it?
11: Yeah,
9: it's a cheap one. It's a Chinese war.: Before. Before Iran completes the second stage of nuclear enrichment, necessary to make a bomb.
0: <laughs> OK. So the New York Times <clears throat> um, here's what the New York Times said. I, I, I'm actually surprised you didn't bring this up being such a New York Times uh, reader. Um, I'm sure. with an almost prof- professorial air professorial air, which means like a professor, Mr. Netanyahu held up a diagram, i.e. a cartoon, of a bomb with a fuse to show the Israeli view of Iran's uh, progress in achieving the ability to make a nuclear weapon. He drew a red line through the point at which Iran would have amassed enough medium-enriched uranium to make a bomb, which he said would be in the spring or summer of 2013. So, they call this professorial, this idiotic magic marker on a Wiley E Coyote bomb. And the, but but here's the crazy thing: in the same article, they say uh, uh, his calculus turned on a stockpile of medium enriched uranium, uranium enriched to the level of twenty percent that Iran has produced, ostensibly to fuel a research reactor provided to the country by the United States. In the days of the Shah. Right now, Iran... This is the New York Times. Right now, Iran does not possess enough of that fuel to make a single weapon. In fact, its stockpile has declined in the recent months as it has converted some for the research reactor. So here's the New York Times debunking their own bull crap about uh, this red line and that they'd be ready in uh, summer of 2013 By, you know, the actual fact that they don't even have enough to make a single weapon. But the professorial Netanyahu with his magic marker, ooh, that's all groovy. I mean, have I woken up in the world of insane? Yes. I mean, how can this be taken seriously? Did you know that when I saw that picture, uh, I walked past the supermarket here in L.A., uh, no, no. The fr- At first I saw it online and I literally thought it was like, it was Friday. I thought it was a Friday Photoshop type gag that somebody put. And then I walked past the newspaper stand in LA and I saw the picture and that's when I realized it was real. And it blew my mind that this was actually <laughs> happening. I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's insanity that this is the level we've sunk into. right am i am i am i nuts or or... no i
2: feel the same exact way i thought was the stupidest thing i've ever seen ever i mean for a guy at that level of head of a government to draw an idiotic round bomb and just draw some arbitrary lines on and have a fuse at the top
11: (laughs) and the thing was like
2: a (laughs) six-year-old i mean please and it was sparking yeah it was sparking (laughs) it's always lit
0: all right so along with this does come something very very interesting um we have the uh, washington institute for near east policy are you familiar with the the washington institute it's
2: one of those think tanks i think
0: i've seen one of these guys on c-span okay so uh one of these guys was on c-span and do you know what they do the washington institute uh i can actually tell you our mission Uh, The mission of the Washington Institute is, it's a WashingtonInstitute.org, is to advance a balanced and realistic understanding of American interests in the Middle East and to promote the policies that secure them. Uh, The Washington Institute is, of course, a 501c3 organization, so we can never find out who the donors are. All donations are tax-deductible, and here's just a brief history. Uh, In 1985, a small group of visionary Americans committed to advancing U.S. interests in the Middle East founded the Washington Institute for Near East Policy. And here is one of these uh, wonderful people uh, telling us exactly how the United States should handle Iran, essentially by creating a false flag. And he gives many examples of previous false flags. Mind-boggling to hear this.
14: I frankly think that crisis initiation is really tough.
0: Crisis initiation, John. Uh, bear this in mind. And it's very hard for me to see how the United States... By the way,
2: hold on. Yeah. I, I'm predicting that this is going to get clip of the week.
0: <laughs> uh, we, don't, we don't have clip of the week uh, jingle, but I'll take of the day.
14: Here we go. Uh, uh, president can get us to war with Iran. Um, which leads me to conclude that if, in fact, compromise is not coming, that the traditional way of Amer- America gets to war is what would be best for U.S. interests. Uh, some people might think that Mr. Roosevelt wanted to get us into World War II, as David mentioned. You may recall we had to wait for Pearl Harbor. Some people might think Mr. Wilson wanted to get us into World War I. You may recall he had to wait for the Lusitania episode. Some people might think that Mr. Johnson wanted to send troops to Vietnam. You may recall we had to wait for the Gulf of Tonkin episode. Uh, we didn't go to war with Spain until the U.S.S. Uh, yes. d- until the Maine exploded. And may I point out, that Mr. Lincoln did not feel he could call out the Federal Army until Fort Sumter was attacked, which is why he ordered the commander at Fort Sumter to do exactly that thing, which the South Carolinians had said would cause an attack. So if in fact the Iranians aren't gonna compromise, it would be best if somebody else started the war. (laughs) Uh, One can combine other means of pressure with sanctions. Uh, I mentioned that explosion uh, on August 17th. Uh, We could step up the pressure. I mean, look, people, Iranian submarines periodically go down. Someday one of them might not come up. Who would know why? <laughs> we can do a variety of things if we wish to increase the pressure. I'm not advocating that, uh-huh. but I'm just suggesting that uh, it, 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 it's, this, this is not an a either-or proposition. Of, you know, it's just sanctions has to, has to succeed or other things. We are in the game of using covert means against the Iranians. We, we could get nastier at that.
0: <laughs> did, did I just hear him say we should sink an Iranian sub?
14: Yeah. No, <laughs>
2: he didn't. He just suggested it's a possibility. That one might not come up again. But then
0: Hypothetically. He men- but then he mentioned Pearl Harbor, Gulf of Tonkin, and the Lusitania. I mean, all these false flag events. He's like saying, hey, this is what we do.
1: Why is it taking so long to do it again? Uh, I did. This, these kinds of
2: uh, meetings just are very uh, disturbing.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't get clip of the day. Well, so I, uh, nah, that's nah. all right. No, I, I, I don't feel like it. Anymore. Yeah, give yourself clip. No, of the day no, no, it's no, no no. no, no. It wasn't good enough. No, no, no. It, it, if it doesn't come from the heart, then I don't want it. Well, you were begging for it, so I no, 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 no. no, no, no. Let me try this one. It was. I thought it was going to be a little more overt. <clears throat> Let me try this one. Up until now, Johnny Lewis was just another aspiring actor, familiar mostly to fans of Sons of Anarchy. Celebrated the house, I'd leave. Now, Johnny Lewis is a household name.
3: And a new Hollywood murder mystery. Her
0: ex-boyfriend just found dead. Star of a tabloid tragedy, a Hollywood murder-suicide. It's one of those stories that almost seems too crazy to be true. It's tragic. Lewis beat his 81-year-old landlady to death. He tore her cat to pieces. What could this be, John? Have you heard of this wonderful story? I never heard of this guy who's a household name. Well, he is now, and you know why? No, you don't. Here it comes. Eyewitnesses who tried to stop him say he showed superhuman strength. Oh, what could this be? There are reports. Oh, here we go again. No, but there's a new one. There's a new bath salt in town that... Some sort of drugs were involved. That's a possibility. This is a cop who's talking.
4: We we haven't located any drugs and. Uh We're not sure about that. We won't know until the toxicology report comes back from the coroner's office. But suffice to say, anybody who acts in this kind of a manner would indicate that there may be uh, some kind of drugs on board.
0: If drugs were involved, does your experience
1: tell you what sorts of things we might be talking about?
4: Well, the thing we're seeing lately here in Los Angeles and across the country are some of these synthetic designer type drugs, something like uh, bath salts or the new one that we've heard around here called smiles.
9: Johnny Lewis is known to have. <laughs>
0: smiles. That's smiles. the new one, John. Smiles. Smiles. <laughs> have you heard of smiles? This is the new one. I have now. Yeah. Smiles. It makes you, it turns you into a zombie. Smiles. They all do. Yeah. I got to try me some smiles. So if anyone has any smiles, please uh, yeah, send me that. Uh, I, I, I want to try it with my Haldol at the same time. You keep saying this. I'm going to, because I'm waiting for someone to send it to me. So what is smiles? It's a bath salt. Oh. Yeah, it's a CI2, I think is uh, the official. It's like carbon something or other too. It's a, you know, it's all part of the, just these, you know, uh, the, the the main ingredient. We've talked about the main ingredient before, whatever it is. It's just it's just great drugs and, and and obviously we have to keep telling people that you shouldn't take these drugs. Uh we want you on our drugs. We want you on the uh on the Xanax and we want you on the Haldol and we want you on the um uh, Oxy. You know, these other drugs are dangerous because you might, you know, murder your landlady and rip her kitten apart. <laughs> rip the kitten apart with <laughs> superhuman strength.
9: <laughs>
2: That's right. <laughs> rrr, <gasps> rrr. All well, right. since we're all going to die. Yeah,
0: might as well. I've been telling you.
2: it vulnerability. Out of the blue, I'm watching Democracy Now! And they just throw this in gratuitously. Uh, which one is that? Top clip. Climate Vulnerability oh. Forum. Oh. I never heard of them.
6: More than 100 million people will die by 2030 if the world <laughs> fails to take on global warming. The Climate Vulnerable Forum says air pollution, hunger, and disease caused by climate change and the consumption of fossil fuels will kill 5 million people per year. More than 90% of the estimated deaths would occur in developing countries. The report also warns global warming threatens to seriously contract the global economy over the next decade.
0: Oh, perfect. Well, it's just going to be black people in Africa, John. So don't worry about it. Not a problem. How do they? How do you? How can you make this sort of prediction? X number of people are going to die. Well, did you look up this organization? The was the the Climate Reliability Forum, whatever the hell it was. That's what you got to do. <laughs> look up this bull crap. Meanwhile, cool. it looks like they actually used um, the uh, you know some kind of weather modification in Spain. You know, of course, these slaves are still rioting in Spain, and then all of a sudden, a freak flash flood. Are you kidding me? This comes out of nowhere. It washes away entire highways, and and people drown on the spot. I mean, how often does this happen? I'd never heard of it. Yeah. Well, here's the here's the report in case you care. Actually, I should play them back to back. So here's the uh, slaves.
6: <laughs>
9: Meanwhile, violence erupted on the streets of the Spanish capital tonight. A rally against new austerity measures turned ugly when protesters clashed with police. Several injuries were reported. The government yesterday delivered a budget that includes widespread spending cuts and a salary freeze for workers in the public
0: sector. Yeah, and then uh, everyone's rioting, and then. Uh... Many residents in this large
15: area of southern Spain are already clearing up as they wade through mud and debris counting the cost of this freak weather, a British woman remains missing. Across this largely poor part of Spain, the heavy rains fell, almost 10 inches of it on Friday morning alone. And it kept coming, taking cars, roads and bridges with it. And this has never
0: happened, as far as I know. Or at least not in any... Climate change, man. Climate change. Climate change, yeah. It was like a tornado that ran through this thing. I think it's, it's global warming. Yeah. All right. I got one to take us out and you have an end of show clip that you looks like something you want to I play. I do. I want to set it up though. Okay. So let me play this last one because tonight uh we have to watch 60 minutes very important that we watch this. Um as uh I think we uh the true um meaning behind the green on blue or also uh now dubbed the insider attacks. Will be revealed to us as um, they will be interviewing uh, General Allen. Oh, yeah, and uh, it's Lara Logan, by the way, um, who is oh, yes, Lara girl, yeah. Well, Lara Logan, of course, is the shill. Um, uh, who um, isn't she the one who's uh, in Egypt? Yeah, she got sh- herself raped. Well, no, she said she got raped, actually. Or oh, she then, got, well, or But molested, then it turned out she molested. wasn't, or whatever. I mean, it's sketchy. Uh, sketchy at best. Well, she was a wreck afterwards. Something happened. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, so here's a preview of her interview tonight.
10: You're in a tough spot right now. Can you explain why the sudden increase in these attacks...
9: Well, I'm mad as hell about him, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm mad as hell. Um, we're going to get after this. Uh, it reverberates everywhere across the United States. This guy's you know, we're, an idiot.
0: <laughs> he, don't be calling our commanding general an idiot.
9: Let him speak. He sounds like an idiot. Let, so, <laughs> tough talker. We're, we're willing to sacrifice a lot for this campaign, really? but we're not willing to be murdered for it. Now listen carefully.
10: At a certain point, if these attacks continue, American people are going to say... We've had enough, right? Why are we training these people if they're murdering us?
9: Well, that may be, in fact, uh, it may be the voice right now that we're hearing. The, the key point is for us to understand that the vast majority, the vast majority of the Afghans, and you've lived with them, you understand these people, they're with us in this. They understand right now the, the severity of this problem and the urgency of what's happening. And there have been Afghans who've been killed trying to save our forces. You know, in in Iraq, the signature weapon system that we hadn't seen before was the IED. We had to adjust to that. Here, I think the signature attack that we're beginning to see is going to be the insider attack.
0: Now, this is very interesting, what he's saying. Um, because what happened with the IEDs, I think, and and this will, in, in the follow-up question with Laura uh, from the CBS Morning Show... Um, it seems to me like he by making the comparison and we and by the way, these green on blue attacks, we've been we've been tracking this on the show. We've been seeing this happening more and more. We've been trying to figure out why is this happening? Is it real? Um, obviously someone's getting killed, although, gee, we wouldn't know because, you know, of course our media doesn't show, uh, uh flag draped coffins coming back with actual soldiers. It's only for, um, uh, diplomats, uh, that we see that on television. So we're just going to presume it's all really happening. Uh, why is this? And is this a setup, a prelude to something? The IEDs in Iraq, uh, basically we never beat that. And now, of course, we're gone or except for the 50,000, uh, Consultants who were there, and, and
2: by by the way, we should have mentioned the irony of the IEDs in Iraq, Iraq, Iraq. Was uh, they were dug out of the area that we mined?
5: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. There was a Some bunch of irony. People that made a business out of digging through the mine fields that we put up. Yeah, and and getting the mines out of the ground and then disabling them. And then. And turning them into the explosive that's how they, I mean, they're, they're not making you know, uh, C-5
0: in Iraq No, they're just digging up the stuff we put there and using that. Yes
14: All right. So here comes the conclusion Lara, the big question about US troops in Afghanistan is the 2014 departure date will this hasten or delay
11: it?
10: Well, Charlie, he's a commanding general, right? So he's not going to be, he's not going to commit himself to anything like that. But you just have to look at the effect that this has had to realize that it can impact on when the troops are coming home. I got a sense even that um, there was a feeling, there was a push for troops to come home even sooner than the end of 2014. Um, But that's a political timetable and a political push more than what is driven by the reality on the battlefield. And I I think this is such a, a severe crisis that General General Allen clearly was in crisis mode, doing everything they could to try and bring this under control right now because of the implications not just for the short-term training mission, but for the long-term status of forces agreement. How, How are you going to keep Americans there over the long term to train Afghans if this is what will happen to them?
0: So I found this to be very interesting. What I'm hearing Lara say in her setup, because of course a general, and we know from the McChrystal affair, a general is not just going to go on 60 minutes without some kind of approval from someone somewhere that this is going to be discussed, unless right. he's gone completely rogue. And that's, what I'm hearing is, we're getting out sooner than 2014. This whole think cool thing could be a scenario to get us out. But why? Would this be, is, this the, is this the true October surprise where the president now says, let's get out now? Bring home
2: late. the troops now. Yeah, he couldn't be able to pull that off now. The, the setup is still taking place.
0: Well, hold on a second. It's Sunday night is sixty minutes, and then he still has two days before the first debate. <laughs> okay. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but it's something's going on with it, and we've been waiting for the true um, motivation behind the green on blue uh, reporting to reveal itself and i think that's tonight so we'll uh hopefully we'll find out more hmm. yeah all right i got one last little clip
2: apparently as temperatures are rising here in the bay area so this a panic mode is taking place i don't know why this happened before but now uh we have reports that they're setting up uh places for the overheated
9: now from abc7news
11: Good morning, I'm Carolyn Tyler. Several Bay Area counties are opening cooling centers to help people deal with the heat today. In Santa Clara County, centers will be open in Cupertino and Morgan Hill. Contra Costa County has three centers in San Ramon, and you can cool off in Alameda County at three city libraries and the Union City Sports Center.
0: And what does a cooling center exist of? Air conditioner, I guess. I don't know why they're doing this. I've (laughs) never seen this before. Well, it's all part of the global warming, man. We're all going to die, man. We need cooling centers everywhere. What
2: what temperature do you think we're going to have here in the, like where I am right now? I don't know, like 80. 91. (laughs) Oh, woo.
0: Woo. Can you handle it? What was the
2: temperature that you had there? uh, Typically, Austin temperature
0: in in the summer? In the summer, 100. Hundred, just 100? That's a hundred. That's that's a typical temperature, and uh, some days it can be a hundred and five. And some so days they have cooling centers all over the place to keep people from dropping dead. Yes, we call them bars. And <laughs> <laughs> we, we walk in and all we right. have a beer, and then we're cool, and then we go out and we go shoot some guns. Okay, so apparently this is the beginning week of the Ganesh Festival. No, hold on. Let me uh, let me uh, get our end of show music going here. Yes. So the Ganesh
2: festival—that's one of the gods, uh, one of the more important gods of India. Yeah, and like- they celebrate his him for ten days, and they make statues. This is the one that's got the four arms yep. and the elephant head. Yeah, with the the crazy like uh, octopus like arms. No, no, this no—that's different. This is just oh. four arms. Oh, okay. And but an oct- but an elephant head. So this, the whole thing is explained, and because I guess the Indians have a lot of these celebrations, but we get to find out a lot because we have no Indian donors. So I figure we maybe be, this might help by playing this little tidbit from the China news. By the way, this came out of China. This report, and you'll be you'll know everything you need to Apparently, they build these things up these these copies of this thing, and people come and worship them, and then they throw them in the drink. Uh, part of this found reason, I don't know why, but they take them, they. this is a god of wealth, and then they chuck him in the water at the very end and will this bring us wealth to this
0: program? yeah, that's what I'm thinking <laughs> alright everybody, we'll play that, that as an end of show clip and uh, we will be talking again on Thursday, I'll be in Washington D.C. and I'm still here in Los Angeles, California, celebrating Carmageddon Part 2 in the morning, I'm Adam Curry and from northern Silicon Valley, where we never have a Carmageddon.
2: Oh, I get a car. C-A-R. Ah! I'm John
0: C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Thursday right here on No Agenda.
14: The Ganesh Festival, or Ganesh Chaturthi, is celebrated by Hindus around the world as the birthday of Lord Ganesha. The most elaborate celebrations are seen along the western coast of India, where people start making the Ganesha idol at least a month in advance. The festival ends with Lord Ganesha's idol being immersed in the sea. Shweta Bajaj reports from India.
8: The elephant-headed god of wisdom and prosperity, Lord Ganesha's birthday celebrations are spread over 10 days in India. The celebrations start with a decorated Ganesha's idol that is worshipped each one of the 10 days. Hindus believe that Lord Ganesha brings in good luck. To get his blessings, a beautifully decorated Ganesha is kept on a raised platform in every household where people come and pay their homage. Ganesha festival is a chance for people to go to each other's houses and take Lord Ganesha's blessings. The priest invokes what is believed to be life in the idol by chanting mantras. Youngsters come in groups and travel from one household to another, singing devotional songs in an effort to appease the Lord young boys practice for months to go from house to house to sing at the end of the 10 days the best group is judged this particular form involves a handmade instrument made from lizard skin and mud
5: this is a very traditional instrument it's like
6: it's we use this instrument for gumat arti from uh, portuguese time you can say you know so, uh, since we were a child you know we use this instrument and it's really it's really to, uh,
13: nice to play and all that
8: After 10 days of being worshipped in homes and temples across India, the Lord is then taken to streets in a procession accompanied by devotees to be immersed in the sea. It is believed that the immersion in the sea is his journey towards his abode, which is considered to be Kailash Mountains, and he takes away all misfortunes of the mankind with him. Asia is known to be one of the most loved gods in India. For the entire 10 days of the festival's duration, he's fed with his favorite food and sweets and finally he's offered to the god of the sea. Across the western coast, whole community comes to worship the Lord and the celebrations are accompanied by dramatic performances and contests like these where people make art with colored powder. It is believed that Lord Ganesha bestows his presence on earth for all his devotees during this festival. On this day, Shiva declared his son Ganesha as superior to all the gods barring Vishnu, Lakshmi, Shiva and Parvati. Traditional stories tell that Lord Ganesha was created by Goddess Parvati out of sandalwood paste and later put life into the figure. Through his life, Ganesha faced a number of obstacles as other lords challenged him, but he overcame all of them. Later, he was killed and to appease Goddess Parvati who threatened to kill the universe, an elephant's head was fixed onto Lord Ganesha's body and from then he has been called the elephant headed God. This period also marks the onset of festival season in the Hindu calendar. Shweta Bajaj, CCTV, Goa, Western Coast, India. It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend.
3: Obama! You, you got Obama. Yes, everybody in Cleveland, no minority, got Obama phone. Keep Obama in president, you know. He gave us a phone. Give you he a phone. more. How do you give you a phone? You, you sign up. if You're, angry, you're on full stamps. you on social security. You got low income. You disability.
7: I have a question. Okay, what's wrong with Romney again?
3: Romney? He sucks.
13: The best
3: podcast
6: slash N-A.